Welcome to episode 382 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, welcome along to episode 382 of Iron Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz, but we should probably say AKA Kona Super Special. Exactly. Yes. This weekend. And we've spent hours in preparing for this. Yes. Hours, days. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a big show, John Bosa. Tell me about it. It was pre recorded because I'm up in Kaiteri lying on the beach, sunning myself, hopefully doing a bit of, bit of early season swimming. Could be a little frigid, but hence we're not in Kona this year. And so. It is a little disappointing, but... It's not quite the same experience we bring every year, but hey, that's okay. We're doing our best based on... We're not even doing our best really, are we? We're we're participating in the the build-up. We're getting something out, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. But this weekend, it's the one weekend of the year that we all really come together to watch a big race. It's a real representation of who is the greatest in our sport. Unfortunately, when we look at our sport, you only get one day a year where all the best guys and girls are racing against each other. And, and this weekend is this it. Ironman Kona is an iconic race that is probably the only well-known Ironman race to the general public in the world. And it's a race that has a history with uh, you know some great races and, and great results over the years. And we're hopefully this weekend will be another example of that, John. I think we're, we're in it. Maybe we'll go on about this in a moment, but we're in a, an era where there's there's not many stinking hot favourites. You know, if this was the Mark Allen era, you kind of go into the race each year thinking Mark Allen's probably going to win, probably. But at the moment, I'm quite excited because you just you don't know who the hell's going to win. You well, I, it really isn't. And both sides of the card, really isn't it? You know, like if we look at the girls' race, last year's race was just an example of one of the most exciting races. In that last part of the marathon, we were just uncertain who was going to win the race, mm. and um, and then you know last year Pete kind of dominated the men's race, but you know you, you know you got to put some money on Jacobs, but he, he doesn't seem like that dominant figure yet. Now if he comes along and wins this year in a dominant fashion, you're kind of going to go maybe he's a class above. But you know the males race this year, you've got you know good six seven guys oh, yeah. who. You know, potentially could take out this race and it makes it exciting mm. you know this weekend's going to be a really exciting race to sit down and, and watch to see how it unfolds and how all those different strengths and weaknesses come together over that period to to you know put together the race anyway let's 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 start the show i'm uh i'm talking brought to you by we're going to reverse roll okay wait a second wait a second i'm talking brought to you by coffees of hawaii for the go out to the coffee boat nice athlinks.com Tell everybody that you're going to smoke them at your next race. Nice. Xendurance.com. You crank everybody at your next race. Training peaks. Record all your cranking. Yes, SLS try. Compress yourself and recover. Okay, so on this week's show, we've got some news. We've got a discussion of the week. We've got an age group of the week. What nice show notes are you looking at? Oh, it's last week's one. Last week's recording back to back. Yeah. Okay, we've got Coda build up, we've got predictions, we've got Rachel Joyce, we've got an interview with Joyce and Ada, and then we've got an interview with Lucy Gossage. And potentially, small potential, Bevan I Dockerty. may do a couple of other, well, probably not Bevan, but I, I, I might just reach out if I've got time so we can do a couple of okay, other. Okay, so we've pre recorded the show last week, so uh, just whatever will happen will happen. Yeah. It could be better, it could not. Yeah. Let's start with our Coda news. So John's had a look at the big numbers and how many people are racing this year, John? So we've got 2,160 people, 67 people registered for the race. I guess what that means is there'll probably be about 2,000 on the start line. 
Yeah, it's probably about right. Solid size race, not as big as some, but what you, the big difference with this race is it's a lot more compacted. So yeah, you've got still got a few people sort of in that you know s- slower end of the race where you're knocking on the sort of seventeen hour door. But you know the uh, I would say the average time because it's a world championship is going to be a lot lower than other races and the caliber of athletes. You know, it's just a world champ, so everything's going to be a lot closer. Yeah, for sure. For sure, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. Um, Jombo, what else we got here? Twenty six percent. Concentrate, Bevan. I know what I was putting up. Thornton's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty six percent of the participants, participants, five hundred seventy athletes are female. Now, what do you think of that, John? Think Girls need right? to pick up their game. But if we say participation in Ironman racing around the world, is that representative of that? I think it is because, well, as far as my understanding goes, kind of slots are allocated on a Based on per pro, pro, yeah. pro rata sort of basis on, on how many. So can we say based on that? Can we say that in Ironman racing that pretty much thirty percent of the field are females? Is it as a, as a mass? If we got all Ironman races combined together, that basically around thirty percent of the. I th- I would suspect that number is a little bit lower than that, but I guess it must be pretty close to that. Okay. Okay, good. Um, while athletes of all ages have qualified to complete an Ironman World Championships, the average age of the males are forty-two, and the average age of the females is forty. Nice. Then that was really a surprise, really. Nice. Uh, internationally, Australia, shown here, or in the Pride Nations, has the most competing with 260 athletes. Germany has 204. Canada. Canada. You love saying Canada. Why do I do that? I don't know. Canada. I'm not sure why I do that. Uh, 141 and Great Britain, 88. Switzerland has 73. How many in New Zealand? Um, I'm not sure. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> states, 48 states are represented from in America. The greatest number is California, 111. Hawaii is 54. New York, 53. Texas, 49. And Colorado, 47. When you think of that, there's not many for each state, is it? You know, uh, when, you, well, when you think of, like, I know we always say it's a bit US-centric. But, very. But yeah. how many people live in New Zealand? Nearly 4 million, isn't it? Yeah, and how many people would get coded from New Zealand? I think there's. I think I'm working off memory. There's about fifty ish. Yeah, and how many people live in New York? Five hundred thousand. Maybe about seven million, isn't it? No, I don't know if it's seven million, but it's quite. It'd be a few mil. We punch above our weight, Bevan. <laughs> no, no, but it's like if you think state, like Texas mm-hmm. probably has more population than Crush or New Zealand, mm-hmm. and it's on par. Mm-hmm. So that way you could look at it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, thirty-eight, thirty-nine percent of Kona participants have completed ten Ironman or more. Or 70.3s. If that had been 10 Ironmans, I would have gone, oh, but it said 10 Ironmans and or 70.3s. Well, I guess that's kind of not that surprising. Okay, John, what other pieces of information do you have for me? That's about all the information I've got in terms of the general general gist of things. If we pull up um, Torsten, you go to tryrating.com and Torsten has the most comprehensive statistical analysis of the race that you're going to find Anywhere, so if we if we roll back the clock, yeah, we always remember that you know the winners from from the previous years. You know, last year we had Pete Jacobs take out the girls' race and Leander Cave. Can I can out. I just give Torsten a plug here? Yeah, there's a link that John put on Facebook, and I'll put on WWM Talk for this week. And he's basically Torsten's a legend. He puts so much work into his, I mean, the stats behind the scenes, and he's created this really great race report. And it's got all the stats and that behind it, and you can get it on his website. Um, well, he's got a link to it, which I'll put on www.biomtalk.me. Now you can get it for free. He said, "Look, you know, it'd be cool if you could chuck me a few dollars. You know, you think well, how much you pay for a magazine, mm. which is what five to ten bucks nowadays. Mm. You know, and and you know he does this out of love for it. So you can go there, and I think you can. He said there is a way you can get it for free, but it'd be really cool if you can give him some cash. So go there, and you can just." 
download this PDF that John and I will be working off right now, 59 pages. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a really great document. It's a really good document to kind of pull up and even have beside you as you're watching the race. And, uh, you know, it's a PDF document, so you can download it, pay a couple of bucks, and then uh, he'll get a bit of cash for the work he does, which is well-deserved. Because he wants to get to Kona next year. Yeah, he really wants to get there. And he, yeah, so... Um, and you know, and so support him by doing that because he does. He, geez, this guy puts out a lot of a lot of brain thought into you know the stats behind our sport, and he mm. provides great content. So if you can support him in doing that, make sure you do. Go to www.imtalk.me in this week's show notes and, and where I've got this week's websites. I'll have a link to this. Get your credit card out. Give him a few dollars, and uh, you know you'll be, you'll be you'll be glad you did. And so will he. So last year we had Pete Jacobs take the race out in eight eighteen, pretty slow time compared to what the the previous year was. He swam fifty one, bike four thirty five, ran two forty eight, no, but and uh, really crushed it. And, and let's be honest, he kind of slowed up once he knew he had the one. Like he slowed up, he was like giving the high fives at the top of him and didn't give me one. No, because we were we were kind of helping him out. We're going okay. You got three minute splits. I got told off. Did you remember that? Yeah, we got, you had to move. We had to move on. You know, I had to ride next. Yeah, but I literally minutes. got told off. He's yeah. like, "Hey, look, mate, you need to stay away." Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, what am I saying? No, but Pete pulled up quite early. But last year, when we look at the results last year, like the year before. Everyone was coming in, oh, I had a PB, great day. Mm. Last year wasn't a fast day. No, so no, an no. 8.18 was still a pretty decent time, wasn't it? It is what it is. I mean, the, the time's just is what it is. It doesn't mean that Crowley was miles better the year before. It just, conditions should just Although so Crowley was pretty him. amazing the year before. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But equally, Pete was pretty amazing last year. I mean, he just crushed it. On the, on the bike, he crushed it where everybody said he was weak and then did what he needed to do on the run and, and won by five minutes over Andreas Raylert who was making a you know, run at him and he did run a little bit quicker in the end. Well, the surprise of Ray last year was he had a shocking swim, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah, very, very odd. shocking he's a, swim. He's a really good swimmer. Yeah, and then, then he was pretty much playing catch-up all day. And mm. to be honest, based on last year's race, Raylert, like when it comes to who you respect, like Pete Jacobs, you've got to give a lot of respect to, but Ray Lutz, if it was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you take their bike and run splits together, they're basically exactly the same, almost. You know, I mean, there was basically four minutes difference in the swim, and he lost by five minutes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, very, very close. So, Andreas Rayleigh was second, five minutes back. Freddie Van Leerd uh, had a really good battle there to to get up to to third place uh, with a good run, two fifty two. Good balanced athlete, Sebastian Keenlay. You know what what might have been for his his bike ride, his incident on the bike ride with that puncture. He was you know right up there in the front, uh, but you know, lost a lot of time there. Still fourth place on debut, and then Faris Self Sultan had a great race there to be in fifth place. So between you know, if we look at time differentials here, you know, Pete Jacobs won by quite a bit, but from second through to tenth, you had thirteen minutes. Dirk Bockel had a pretty impressive race considering he had a broken hand. Yeah, he was in tenth place in eight thirty six. Bert Arnos had the fastest run, I think. Yes. Oh no, sorry, Jeremy, fourteen. Jeremy, what? The guy who's got fourteenth. He ran two fifty six. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Bart Arnotz from Belgium. Yeah, man. As I said in last week's show, swam an hour, bike four forty five. So he did lose a lot of time on the bike as well. But then ran a two forty seven to get up to first official first loser place in eleventh place because you don't get any prize money for eleventh. No, but so, wow, what a win! Yeah. So if he, and he's had some great form this year. If he can improve that swim a bit and actually have somebody to ride with, then he might stand a bit of a chance. So yeah, it was a it was a it was an it was an interesting and uninteresting race last year because Pete Jacobs really did crush it and he hit the front 
pretty early in the race. Yeah. And uh, and to be honest, once once you knew he was in the front, you know, he's such a strong runner, mm. that you, it was highly unlikely unless something kind of the major wheels fell off that you kind of knew he was, it was his day. And, and you know, and he just raced a smart race, and, and you know, and he got you, you, it was pretty obvious, you know, pretty much at that once he got into energy lab, it was his race, really, wasn't it? Mm. If we remember back as well, we had Marino van Holnacker, you know, when. When we saw him on Elite Drive, I was thinking this is his race to to lose, and he and they, and they went into the Energy Lab, and he came out in a ambulance. Then, yeah, he was in a good place. So, was he? but he was looking great on Elite Drive. He's not going to be the, this year, and that's going to take quite a bit away from the race because I guess if you had um, Marino, if you had Sebastian Keenley get away on the bike as well, and then who knows what Andrew Starkowitz is going to do. If you had that little um, posse go off the front there, Pete Jacobs showed last year that he can pretty much match it with anybody, but if you got that little posse going off the front, it would make it just a race so much more interesting, I think, if you had some of those guys that, you your sub three hour runners, they're nothing, not on fire runners, but if they can get six, seven, eight minutes off the bike yeah. and have a, you know, run a 255. We haven't seen that happen since Sedler. Sedler's the only guy who's really done it in, in, in Ferris when he won it. But in recent time, yeah, I mean, in, what's his name, Hal Regal did as well, but you're right. Yeah, but, but since, since that time, we haven't really, it's really been kind of the complete athlete who's won it, really, mm. and the strong runner. But, you know, like if we look at Crowley's last win, it was a complete performance. He mm. had a great swim, a phenomenal bike ride, and then popped out an amazing marathon. You know, he's got the course record. And, and you know, when you look at the last time Macca won it, it was a complete performance as well. And so, mm. you know, and, and he, even Pete's performance last year, look at those times. Amazing swim, solid, solid bike, and then, you know, fast run. It just, you were a real kind of, triathlete performance but you know yeah. with these guys who are the more kind of you know still strong triathletes but have that strong bike in them as you say if we can get two or three of those guys out there and get that gap just that little bit more because mm. the other thing that happens in that situation is the runners have to take a risk you know when Pete gets off the bike and he's you know within a certain time frame he knows that you know what stick to my paces I'm going to be able to run a two you know you often hear these guys I know I can run a 245 today if I need to blah yeah. blah whereas if suddenly you're going to run a 243 or a 242 you're going into that risk factor that changes the whole oh, yeah. the whole outcome of the race. And, you know, you might push through, but you might not. And do you want to win or do you want to get in the podium? Yeah, yeah. And, and there's always the argument with Cam Brown, wasn't it, that Cam, you know, he was, you know, he was maybe he wasn't close enough to actually chase the win, but, he, you know, do you go for that win? Mm. Second place is still a lot of money, you it know, is. and that's that question that those athletes would go through at that time, which makes it awesome. I think one thing would be great is if we can see – a 2.40 marathon or something like that. So one other thing that Torsten has on, on here is uh, he has the, the course records. And some of these, uh, uh, Craig, Craig Alexander, you know, recently broke the course record in 2011 with an 8.03.56. But the swim course record, Lars Jorgensen, uh, 1998, 46.41. Um, on the bike, we've got Norman Stadler, 4.18.23. That is amazing, you know. Mm. Uh, it must have been a fast year, but mm. still... still. You know, like when you look last year, the you know faster riders were going four thirty three. So put fifteen minutes on them. Now again, different courses, different days, but still, Stella was a freak, wasn't he? And then uh, the final one was Mark Allen uh, for the run two forty oh four in nineteen ninety nine, and that was a slightly different course. But don't they don't they argue that it was faster? Who knows? It's, it's a shame. It was a different course, so you're always going to have that. And they added the transition or something, in, didn't they? 
I remember what Dave Scott was saying. Yeah, yeah they, they actually the transition back in those days, the transition time was added to it. Yeah, so, so it could it have been more like, like a two forty thirty nine or something. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Uh, on the, the girls' side of things, course record: Chrissy Wellington in two thousand nine eight fifty four. Jody Jackson in nineteen ninety nine set the course swim record forty eight forty three. Wow. Karen Thurig, um, now retired two thousand eleven four forty four on the bike. And Miranda Carfrey's got a smoking fast run there in twenty eleven of two. 5209. What's really interesting, John, is, you know, we talk about Chrissy being the freak of nature that she is, and, and well, she was, and she really was, she was phenomenal, but the gap between her and the fastest guy time of all time is pretty similar to what kind of splits you look at, and, you know, when you talk about the, the difference between the most Ironman where the top guys and the top girls yeah, will come in. 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, so you kind of go, well, actually, maybe... Well, it's just interesting, isn't it? You kind of you'd think because Chrissy was such a freak that, that maybe that gap would have been a bit closer. I would have thought if she'd got those conditions in two thousand eleven where it was game yeah, on, perfect. she would have been quite a bit quicker. True. I Good would point. have thought. But mm. still, yeah, you know, I, I suppose you look at if you look at her rote time, which is eight eighteen, I think, versus the best time there is eight forty four, is it? So about thirty minutes ish, thirty yeah. to forty. So yeah. She was awesome. Oh, so girls' side of things last year, we had um, Leander Cave in a great race, a very close, awesome, just an awesome race last year, 56 swim, 5.12 on the bike and a 3.03 run. Not a complete run. performance really, wasn't it? Mm, just balanced across the board, 9.15, so again, for the girls' side of things, you know, as per the guys, was not a, uh, a particularly quick time, but... If we use, again, that calculation, near, j- just about an hour behind, and you often would see... Yeah, a little, little, little bit closer than that. Yep. But it was it was a tactical race on the girls' side of things. You had them together on the bike, some of them. You had Mary Beth Alice up there. You had. Um, now there was Cap- last year where there was quite a few time penalties. There was last yeah. year. So they all had, kind of got hit by time penalties, yeah, didn't they? Leander Cave got one. Caroline Stephen got one. Mary Beth Alice got one. Miranda Carfrey came through, not with her amazing run split that you normally see, but still a three oh five was uh, it was the second fastest run of the day, and ran herself into into third place. Caroline Stephen was in second when she probably was the raging hot favourite to take out that race. Sonia. Chasek took her, took out the race, the run split with a two fifty nine. No, but she did a three a one ten swim. Yeah, yeah. Wow, creepers. Mary Beth Ellis was there in fifth place in nine twenty two. So, well, and I think the big the big talk of last year's race was Natasha Bateman coming in at sixth place. That was a, a phenomenal performance for a lady in in her mid forties. Yeah, I was going to say she didn't. Gina Crawford didn't get passed by her on the run. She got passed by her on the bike. So, yeah, you had seven minutes covering the top five girls, and it was a lot closer than that at one stage. Yeah. It was like you had a, like you're standing on a lead drive, and yeah. you could see three, three or so of them coming in coming in together. So it was brilliant racing. And, and I suspect we're going to have something similar this year unless, unless Caroline Stephen takes an absolute Well, and when you think Joyce Sinada was injured or, or sick on that day, you know, like, you know, someone like Joyce Sinada was one of the big favourites because she had an amazing year leading into mm. that race. You know, the, the, the woman's race, the female's race, it's just so amazing right now, isn't it? Mm. You know, like we look at these names who are going to be mm. racing this year, and it's just there's no there's no clear cut person you're going to get my money's on them, and it's exactly. it's just really it's it's just great sport. And good thing is now they've got that separate start time, so the girls start independently of the pro men, and so we do have the little bit of that issue of the girls coming up on some of the really crap pro men swimmers and catching up with them, and if they're not so strong on the bike, they can work out. A bit off them, but it's a lot fairer than what it used to be in the past. So you actually do see 
a, 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 a relatively close you know, head-to-head battle there and, and, the, and the age group men don't catch them up I don't think so it's um, it's good stuff so Bevan why don't we um, well if we look at the names I suppose there are any names we don't you know that it's unfortunate aren't going to be I suppose you've got Mecca who, who it's hard to know if he would have had a dent on the race this year Camilla Pearson, Peterson, who had the car accident, which isn't a good thing. Mary Beth. Well, she's she's on track to, to race. She's looking like she's going to race. Yes, but who knows what sort of shape she's going to be in. Yeah. So I'm sure, sure she, I'm sure she'll still be right up there, but whether she's got her A game, like she was a potential winner, and let's, let's see. Hopefully. Who knows? Hopefully she's still who knows? Right, let's, let's take a, a sponsor break, and then we'll come back and we'll start to have a look in more detail. Okay, at, so at sponsor races. Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, Bevan, if we were, we would be arriving today. No, we straight in Kona, into the boat. Be straight into it. Today's Tuesday. We'd be on the boat. Straight there, we'll probably go to the Triathlon New Zealand, uh, not Triathlon New Zealand, or the Ironman New Zealand sort of breakfast store. I think yeah. it's an afternoon tea this year. We would have gone along to that. But the main thing, we would have been out on that boat having some coffee. So if you're in Kona, hopefully you're enjoying that. If you want to feel like you're part of Hawaii, get yourself some coffees of Hawaii huge supporters of, of our sport through sponsoring obviously the show sponsoring other athletes and just general good guys and the home of triathlons check it out coffeesofway.com you want any of the promo codes go to iamtalk.me click on the sponsors logo we've got all the codes up there but just uh get some get some good stuff down you yeah it really is and, and that's the thing with the coffees of hawaii is that whenever we get feedback from you guys about it is that everyone just says how much a the customer service is great you know, Albert has got a great kind of business running and that side of things, but also just the product is, is just top, top quality. And coffee is one of those things that people do care about quality. Oh, yeah. You know, like when, when yeah. I, before I lived okay. with Joe, I used to get budget coffee. Yeah. Because I, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. people would come around. And they were, Instant. They were yeah. never happy with the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where they just start drinking tea. Yeah. But, you know, like it is coffee is one of those things where if you, you know, if you get a quality product, you really appreciate that. And so if you are that person out there listening right now and you know you like a good quality coffee, you really can't go wrong with coffees of Hawaii. So check, check, check it out. Get on it. Use the I Am Talk discount code and you'll be sweet as bros. Right, let's have a look at the the, the fields in terms of, in terms of Torsten's ratings. How people should sort of finish up in this race. You got Andreas Raylert is currently leading the rankings, and he's expected. To, you know, well, it's kind of first equal because he's also got Curry at the same time. Yes, yeah, but maybe maybe on his Kona ratings, he's he's got like a fifteen second lead. So you got Raylert uh, rated first, Curry second, Pete Jacobs third, and Nico Lanos fourth, Freddie Van Lerd fifth. Bevan Doherty, 6th, Dirk Bockel, 7th, Sebastian Keenlay, Timo Brank, and Ferris Olsson. That's your top 10 based off Ironman performances. Now, that doesn't mean so much when you go to Kona, but that's uh, that's basically what the, the stats are telling us. And uh, I guess there's a, there's a few names that, that aren't in there that perhaps you might have thought would be. Um, Sebastian Keenlay's only down there in 8th place. But uh, that covers most of your, your favourites on the girls' side of things. Well, but you've also got some names in there that, that will, could mix the race up. So as we say, Andrew Starkowitzki, um and then you've got Jordan Rapster. You know, Jordan's a little bit behind on the swim, but you've got, you know, you've got these guys who can, you know, just change the race, eh? Mm. Well, Starkowitz, yeah, he's got to blast it off the front on the bike. It's the only way he's got hope in hell. You know, his, his run time there is predicted to be a 3.10. So yep. he's just got to have a, a gigantic lead in it. Great. He'll get some, you know, a bit like Tour de France, he'll get some awesome air time. Yep. And we'll see how much of a lead he can, he can get if he's in that position. But there's some other really strong riders. So hopefully they 
group up together and we get a little uh, get a little attack off the front. Andy Potts only rated down there in 18th place, but he's had a number of top tens in, in Conus. So, um, yeah, I think the other names we want to look out for guys that haven't done. Yeah, from the ITU background because that's where it's all at. Ivan Rana, a lot of people talked him up and he hasn't had a stellar season, but yeah, he had an amazing start to his Ironman career. Jan Raphael recently had a fantastic race. Luke McKenzie's probably going to smash it out off the front there. Luke Bell has had, uh, you know, he's got that sort of winning winning feeling now. And yeah, it's just, I don't know who to, who to bloody pick, Bevan, to be honest. Who's your 33rd pick? 33rd, okay, that's a good point. I'm going to go 33rd this year. It's going to be Andrew Starkowitz. Nice, nice. 33rd? Yeah, yeah okay, 33rd. Okay, nice. Because so, he'll ride and he'll blow. Yeah. Okay, good. Very cool. Who's your 33rd? Um, I'm going to go Tyler Butterfield. Okay. Yep, he's who's I'm picking at 33rd. Nice. Yep. He will have a good start. Have a, have a sort of ride, but probably fade a little bit in the run. Mm-hmm. He looks mm-hmm. like he's a pretty consistent athlete, actually, but um, Tyler Butterfield is my 33rd. <laughs> Jombo, um... What's your picks? Are we doing picks now? Uh, we'll do Just that in a minute. Okay. We'll do that in a minute. Have a, look, have a look at the girls' side of things and who's who's ranked the highest there. You've got Caroline Stephen ranked first, Marinda Carfrey, Rachel Joyce, Leander Cave, Yvonne Van Vlerken, Jodie Swallow, Mary Beth Alice, Sonia Tasek, and Anya Baranek. And then 10th is Natasha Badman, so she's still in there. So, oh yeah, the guy, I'm finding the guy's race is... Is in there. She's at 12. Yes. Oh, I would have picked her in top 10. Yeah. Because she's, she's proven. She, she is. Yep. The guy's side of the race, I think you've got, I don't know, you've got about six guys there. The girl's side of things. You've got a lot, haven't you? You've got a lot. But you've got to say, Caroline Stephan kind of got to win it, don't you think? Yeah, she's kind of like the Ray Luke really now, isn't yeah, she? She's, you know, she's, athlete who you kind of go, kind of, you know, on paper, you go, well, they should win it. Gotta win it. But year. haven't won it yet. And and that's the whole thing with these, you know, Ray Luke and Stefan is that they've got the monkey on their back building. now. Yeah, they've got that big monkey on their back. And, you know, when you've gone there a few times and, you know, we look at Ray Luke, and had chances to win it, mm. you know, and not won it. And the that, does, yeah. that, does that plant a seed that makes you take risky decisions? Mm. And, uh, and, you know, in, in our sport, those risky decisions can end up costing you a lot at the end of the day. So, you know, like if you're, if you're a betting man, you probably would put your money on Stefan, but in this female's race, you wouldn't be putting your house on it, would you? She's done a lot of racing. So she did the Meta Man recently, won that, and she's done a lot of racing during the year. So but we know if, we, we know if, um, um, what's his name? Sutton's, Sutton's, yep. you know, athletes, that's what they do. That's how they roll, you know, and she's been a racer forever, hasn't she? She's kind of girl who does a lot of racing. And I've seen a few comments. She's, she's sort of following the Chrissy Wellington plan this year because Chrissy did, the first time she won Kona, she did Korea, which is, I think, similar time to what Meta Man was. And she's sort of following that sort of program. So who knows what to believe out of that. But look, if she races to her potential, I think she should probably win it. You know, she should. She's always there or thereabouts in the swim. She should absolutely crush everybody on the bike, and she's shown that she can run a good, steady run. So if she has the race that she's capable of, I would say on paper she's probably the best there. Yeah. Um, right. So you're doing your picks now. I'm. I'm going to pick Caroline Stephan to win. Yes. And then, but I think the, the, the surprise or the interesting ones for me is going to be again how the ITU girls step up. Liz Blatchford. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about her, if she's going to crack it or not, but Jodie Swallow could certainly mix things up. She hasn't had an amazing race yet, so she got either second or third at Germany this year, and she's going to probably be leading out of the swim, and she'll probably be um, 
with the leaders coming off the bike if she has a good bike ride and she really can run if she's had all sorts of injury issues over the years but if she's got good running form there's every reason why she could she could win the race not saying that she will but she's a good enough runner and she's she's good enough got the package there it's just whether she can do it in Ironman and whether she can do it in Kona but she's probably going to be the most interesting pack for me in terms of what's going to happen in this well, we race. Think about, you know, you often argue that you know if you if you race hard in the middle of the season, you don't really do that well in Kona. Mm. When we think about this year's results, there, there hasn't really been that dominant athlete, has there? You know, the girls, I wouldn't have said so. No, there hasn't really been that person who's just kind of turned up to every race and dominated. You know, we've had some good results from each of them in certain races, and mm. then you know we, we're going to talk to Joycey later on in the show, and she says you know Texas was great, um, but you know in between times it hasn't been the greatest year, and um, you know, it's a bit like that, and that's what makes it more confusing for us this year because there isn't that person who you're going to go, oh yeah, she's just on fire this year, mm. and it doesn't always mean they're going to do well in Kona, but it does kind of help to kind of change the odds a little bit, and so it's just the females' race is just fascinating. I think Mary Beth Ellis would have been, you know, would have been everybody's hot favourite had it not been for her crash. You know, she's probably been one that has stood out a bit more than others this year. Yep. Who knows what she's going to bring to the table. Hopefully it's great. Good good, good girl, good support of the show. So hopefully she she crushes it. Bevan, what's your picks on the girls' side of things? So we're going to picks now? Might as well. Okay. Um, Giving this a great deal of thought. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking on the spot. You know, I think I, you're kind of going to go, well, someone like Miranda Caffrey who's been there, done that, 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 that does count. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's that confidence. You know, we talk about Caroline who goes, well, been there close a few times and hasn't done it, that brings something to the to the table mm. that, you know, you have to deal with. Whereas Caffrey, you know, A, there's a less of a pressure. I'm not sure she has the pressure on herself, but mm. there is that, you know. She's taken a quiet approach this year. She, she really got her points she? early. Got her points She's early. She's a dark horse, isn't she, in that way, isn't she? Yeah, we haven't really seen much of her, but yeah. we know she knows how to perform. And, uh, you know, last year she had never a great run, you know, for her standards. Yeah, she she ran through, but um, yeah, but not not not, of not, her. not two fifty two run through. Yeah, and so you know if she could pop out that kind of kind of running form, she was miles off the pace off the bike though. Yeah, it was really interesting because remember we talked to her before last year, and she was saying she kind of changed her approach mm. a little bit to be a bit more strong on the bike. Mm. Didn't work. Yeah, and it didn't really work, did it? And so it'll be interesting to see what her approach has been this year. She gone back to you know what I've got the strong thing. I must have used the most of it because mm. if she had ran at normal times last year, you could argue she probably could have won the thing. Mm. So you know it's um you know. It's, it's really hard. Joycey, you know, like I think she, she she will come with the fire in the belly that, you know, that, mm. you know, when you speak to these guys at this stage, you kind of get your stock standard answers. But, you know, Joycey will want it pretty hard after last year. A little less pressure on her this year as well, I reckon. Yeah. She was a pretty strong favourite last year. Okay, this year doesn't seem to be doing it for me. She just she, well, she's been injured and Yeah, it's been sick. a hard year. So, you know, hopefully she does well, but it's hard to see. Yvonne, don't know if she's going to win it. So, mm. yeah, I think if I'm going to pick my top three, I think it will come, you know, top, Caroline's going to be in there. Let's go. Just spell it out. Don't 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 beat around the bush. Don't do your friend's favourite sort of stuff. Okay, I, I will go Caroline. Yeah, I think she she has to go down as favourite. Okay, number two. It's really tough. You're trying to do like keep the suspense sort of thing going. Aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. I am gonna go Caffrey, and then I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Joyce. I'm actually gonna stick with what what um, Chris Thorson's got here. Pretty close to me. I've got the Caroline, Joycey, and then Caffrey. You got it that way around? Yeah, just yeah. a little. Okay, you? yeah. I think it's definitely going to be between, well, but no, I don't Who think it's knows? going to be between those people. But, you know, if you pull pick those three, I don't think you're going to go too far wrong in, in those three 
at least in the top five. Um, but that's, that's a great thing about this race. It's just so hard to tell this year. You know, when you say those three, it's like sometimes you can say the top three in a race and you go, oh, there might be one or two who can pull off. Well, those three could that's... maybe not make top five, mm. you know, and, and I know that would be a big surprise, but there's definitely, you know, you could put Mary Beth, Jodie Swallow, you know. Gina. Gina like could have a great day, you know. Meredith Kessler could find another mm. gear on the run, you know, so it's like, who knows, it's, it's going to be really great. Men's, John, who are you picking? I am going on the guys' side of things. I am going for Keenlay for the win, Jacob second, and Bevan Doherty third. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Hmm. I'm not saying that I'm right by any stretch because, again, as with the, the well, girls... We haven't even mentioned Nicolanos. Nicolanos, no, I, I totally think... He's he not could, even on this list. Oh, he's way down. He's, he's, he's ranked fourth. Oh, no, sorry, I'm blind. He's, he's ranked fourth. Okay. So, yeah, I would, again, I wouldn't be... See, the argument for that is that you argue if you win mid-season, it's going to hurt you. And yep. he, won, he won Germany, didn't he? Yeah, and Australia. Yeah, um, so he's at a he's Melbourne. actually on form. He's the form athlete. Mm. You know, if we look at this season's mm. results, um, and and won you know the hardest races outside of Kona. So you know, and 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 high-level athlete. Yeah. So you know, on paper, you kind of argue, well, why aren't you picking him? Yep, so I think uh, Torsten, out of his top four, you've got Raylert, Alexander, Jacobs and Lanos, and I think if you threw possibly Keenlay in there who performed last year and he had the 70.3 win, those five, if one of those five didn't win, I would be extremely surprised. Uh, in terms of second, third, who knows, you know, you, it's sometimes such a big distance between first and second, like last year it was a pretty big gap. Wouldn't be surprised to see some dark horses coming through second or third, but t- for the actual to take that win, if it wasn't one of those... So wait, who are the people who you think can take it? Well, Raylert, Alexander, Jacobs and uh, Keenlay. I'm going to say if one of those five doesn't win, I'll be extremely surprised. So it's four. Raylert, Alexander, Jacobs, Lanos and Keenlay. Oh, Lanos as well. Yeah. Okay. You say because, you because, because, uh, I'm not saying you could. He, he certainly could, but I just... Have we, have we ever seen anybody except Luke Van Laird take it on debut? And he's he's the only one that I can think yeah, of. Yeah, but I think that's a different argument from back in those days because back in those days you didn't have the ITU guys coming through in the same way. You know, everyone mm. raced at the same time and all the rest of it. You know, like a guy like Bevan Doherty, God, the guy's one of the best triathletes of all time, yeah. you know. And so, and, and you know, if we look at his New Zealand performance, he raced a great race, didn't mm. he? You know, sure, he kind of slowed down a little bit in the run, but... But he was able to do his race there, just focus on what he was doing. Yeah, so who knows what what game Bevan's going to bring, but all those other guys have had good results and Yeah, and they're proven, yeah. So, yeah, that's sort of my my, my, my three. <laughs> I've got no idea if that's going to be right. You know, I could, be, I could quite potentially get none of those top three in there, and, you know, you could have uh, Lanos, Crowey, and, um, and Raylert. Well, I, my pick is Raylert, and I know I've kind of picked them for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and but I just kind of feel, oh, you kind of, you kind of hope I'd, he gets it. Yeah. Because he's the bloody nicest guy you'll ever meet. I'd Seriously. I'd hate for him to get second again. Oh, he's the nice. Like honestly, I'd hate for him to lose it. Like to become it, maybe going head to head with Pete Jacobs or something, and he loses it. You just go, oh, you poor bugger. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, last year take away that swim, mm. you could argue he would have won it. Mm. Now. You know, but he didn't. You know, he hit the swimsuit. So, yeah. so you know, you can't really argue it. But the point more is, is that you know, if, 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 I don't know. I he just, just needs that. It's just that one one percenter for him. Yeah. So so I'm going to put my money on him. I just kind of feel that he's of that pedigree. Hasn't been as strong this year, has he? In his results, he still had a good year, but not. You yeah, know. I, can't, I can't think off the top of my head what he what he's had. But yeah. um, um, and then I, I'm going to go. 
it's hard to put Pat Jacobs out of it, isn't it? It is, and he's coming into form at the right yeah, time. He really is. Isn't he's he? a proven performer, especially in terms of the run. You know, the, the last few years he's had sensational runs every year. We had the one year where he he had the, some incident on the bike, whether he got a penalty or whatever. But you know, the last couple of years. He brings the A game to Kona. Okay, you've, you've convinced me. I'm going to Pete Jacobs in second. I'm going to be in third. Right, yeah? Yeah. Although I wouldn't be surprised if it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, you're leaving Craig Alexander out. Now, you could go Craig's getting old, and you could say maybe the want's gone. Mm. You know, last year afterwards, you know, when we interviewed, we had that really cool interview from post race. And, you know, there definitely was a little bit of, I'm not sure if I want, uh, that mm. want will be there. And, and, you know, athletes do come back. It's, you know, I always wish I could have an interview. Maybe we should aim to do this next year, is honest interviews that we don't release till after the race. So we, we actually sit down with Crowley in July, and we go, okay, tell us what you're really thinking. Yeah. And, and, but we're not going to release it till after the world champs. Right. You know, because the problem is leading up to the race, everyone tells you it's a stock standard bull crap. Yeah. And, and we, get these, we get these kind of, you know, oh, you know, I've been feeling good, training's going, feeling really focused. And then after mm. the race, I go, oh, mate, and, you know, leading to this race, I felt like this. You know, you, mm. you get the honesty after the fact. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sure, the, the honesty will be based on whether getting the race. So if they've had a bad race, they'll probably, you know, you know it's been, you know, I wasn't that focused mm. this year. And when I've won, oh, God, I was amazingly focused. But, you know, I really wish that we'd have that opportunity to actually, you know, go to these guys and maybe next year that's something we could aim to do is go to some of these guys in July mm. and go, let's sit down and have an interview and let's let's be really upfront. You know, what injury you got, <laughs> where you're feeling. But we, we promise it's confidential and we won't talk to anyone about it and we'll release it after Kona. have got that much trust in us. Well, we, 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 we'd be honest. You know, yeah. we'd be fair. We wouldn't tell anyone. And um, because I think the thing is, is that it's what they say right now is, you know, it's not a lie, but it's 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 a front, hmm. you know, because they, they know they're kind of protecting themselves. They're not going to say, oh, yeah, I've got an injury. I'm not yeah, really like Crow's, Crow's, been feeling that Crow's not going to turn around and go, oh, this year, you know, man, I'm, I'm just not that focused, yeah. you know. And actually, it's just gone. And I'm, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping you have a good day. Yeah, I've signed up for it. And, you know, it might go well, but, you know, and but that may be the experience he's going for. And, and you look at a guy like Crowy now who, you know, if you know the guy, you know he's not the kind of guy who's going to be like that. Mm. But then, you know, he has been around for a while, maybe he's getting a bit long in the tooth. He's got mm. another child now, hasn't he? Yeah. Another kid this year. So there's all those other things that are kind of pressure of life. So, you know, and the fact he's a little bit older. To be, if, if Crowe wins it, I, you'd almost argue it'd probably be his greatest win mm. because cause of that kind of age and you know, where he is in his career. So that's, and then you've got Lannis, but I kind of think you may be right that maybe Lannis picked too early this year. Who knows? But he has been second before in Kona. Yeah. And he's got he's with Dave Scott this year. I'm sure Dave Scott will have him uh, firing on all cylinders. He seems to go okay in the heat. So, yeah, he's certainly one to have in the mix. Yeah. It's going to be a great race. Mm. It's going to be fantastic. Okay, Jombo. So it's our picks. Uh, in terms of yeah, surprise packages on the guys' side of things, uh, well, the ones that are going to be really interesting for me is uh, how James Kanana does. You know, he does a lot of fantastic races. Um, sometimes doesn't seem to. We hasn't really. I think this is his first time in Kona. So Jordan Rapper also last year. He, you know, there was a lot of talk about how he was going to do. He was coming off some some great performances, and uh, and I think he got a little bit of a surprise in terms of how hard it really was. And uh, he's still had a, a, a solid day, but I think those Jordan's those, just that swim. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, like the guy's a beast on the bike, mm. but that 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 swim, you know, you can't really get away from that in Kona, can you? No, you know, you might get a top five, yeah, but to be to be that next level, something needs to happen with that swim. Mm. You know, last year he came out about you know three or four minutes down on those top guys, and you know 
he rode and he, he didn't actually have the strongest ride. He only rode a 345 last year. So, mm. you know, for a guy like Rapsy, you probably thought he would have been down with like a Kinlay kind of speed. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really to see if he can pull it off. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of other ones, Ivan Rana, really interested to see how he goes, and, and Andy Potts, you know, whether he can um, crack the Ironman, the Ironman gig. He's had some great races well, he has there. outside of Kona, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's had some great, you know, he's had sort of some fifths and sixths sort of placings, but whether he can actually step it up and, and get on the podium. It comes down to the bike for him. He's, he's a strong enough runner to be there or thereabouts. But What about, like, just any strange name, Dark Horse? Pete, Pete Babusik's racing. <laughs> yeah. you got to love Pete. Yeah. Any like any person who you kind of go like dark horse for top ten, dark horse for top ten. Let's have what a about race. Like David Dello? You think he can get top five this year? Uh, he's been last year. He was really strong. This year he's been a bit quieter. He was, was he not? He was ninth or tenth last year. Um, let's see a, a, a dark horse for the Luke Bell. Let's see if Luke Bell can get himself back in the top ten. I wouldn't wouldn't even have the foggiest well, win the last time he was in the top ten. Did he ever get top ten? Yep, in Kona. Yep. Yeah, he did. That was a long time ago because this has been there, the documentary. Well, he's won a couple of races this year and, you know, there's been a long time between innings. There you go. Dark Horse top 10 is, and I think he's the last person to get in, Chris Lee. Okay. And how old is Chris Lee? How old is Chris Lee? They had the ages up here. You'd argue he's not that first, John. <laughs> well, he's had a pretty good year, actually. Given, come on, PDF page. Don't do this to me. Just scroll up, scroll up. We'll be with you shortly. Well, while we're talking about this, guys, get this thing from Thorson. He has gone hardcore. He's got graphs and he's got – it's such a good document. And he's basically got – he's got the section who races well in Kona and he, he kind of does some analysis on that. He's got the odds, so if you're going to put money on it. So he's got 20%, 26% rate, one three to one for Crowe and Jacobs. He's just gone into so much detail. Seriously, if you're going to sit down on Kona Day and do this – Pop a few dollars his way, you know, it's, it's the amount of time he's put into it. It's definitely worth the, well, it's not even just his time, it's the resource you get from it is pretty phenomenal. Like, I'm only halfway through scrolling through it, and it's got all the stats, it's got the results of all the athletes for this year. It's a very, very good document. So, make sure you check that out again. I'll put that on I am talked to me. So, Chris Lee's 40, and I was talking about our ages on, on last week's show. Chris Lee's 40, there was a couple other 40 year olds in there. Paul Amy is 40, uh, Mike Sheriff from Switzerland. Or Schiffrel is 40. Uh, we have Peter Busick, Chris McDonald, and McCormick's not racing. They're both 40. And then Crowey's 40 as well. Lanos is 39. As I was saying last week, Andy Potts is 36. Bevan Doherty's 36. <laughs> Farris so Salsa is 35. Week. And you were saying last week, <laughs> no 40 year old can win it. <laughs> no 40 year old's got a show. <laughs> but Chris Lee, he's my pick for top 10. Who's Chris Lee? He's an Aussie dude. He's been around for ages. He was the guy who collapsed one year in Kona, like 10 metres from the finish line and got taken off to hospital and got half his flipping intestines cut out. Oh, really? Mm. And is he, is he really, like, let's be honest, can he really get top 10? He had some amazing races this year. Uh, and, and like Melbourne, he was, I don't know, he was right up there. Really? Yeah, so he's my top so, 10. So, so it is possible if he, if he yeah. had his phenomenal day, he could pull yeah. it off. And he's 40, so he's got to be good. Okay, huh. great. Well, once you get to 40, you're guaranteed to win it. Life begins. Life begins at 40. Okay, John, let's talk about another sponsor. Another sponsor? Uh, we'll chuck uh, 
interview with Joycey in here. So okay, so we, we got Joycey on last week when we were doing our show, and admittedly the Skype was a bit terrible, so she cuts out a little bit. You can kind of get the conversation of what's happening. It's around 10 minutes long. We kind of pulled it up a little bit short because the Skype wasn't going that well. So um, she just kind of talks about where she's at, how the season's been, and how she's feeling leading into the race. And as always, she's, she's just a bit of a legend anyway, so it's great to have Joycey on the show. And we're going to put that on right now. Uh, okay, on this week's show we have a guest that is possibly, depending on how slack I am this week, uh, prior to this show, the only guest we have on Kona Super Special. Kona Super Special. Rachel Joyce, welcome back to but the show. But let's be honest, you only need one guest when you've got this one on. You do. Yeah. Welcome back, Rachel. Oh. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me back on. Cool. Hey, um... We, we just had a little cut out there. We had a few technology issues, and you were telling us a bit about um, what's, been, what's been happening in Boulder with all the floods. Yeah, it's, um, it, it was pretty crazy. It just For about five days, we were kind of like in the cloud, and it just didn't stop raining. And um, it just meant that whole roads were swept away. All the roads that lead up to the mountains are, are now gone. Um, really? And a lot of the roads, even on the flats, you can be kind of riding along and then there's some cones in the road, the road just disappears. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it's for me, you know, although a lot of the routes have gone, um, there, there are enough roads. And even if you're doing a lot of out and backs, it's still fine for training. And now the weather's kind of back to normal. Um, but, I think I think it's going to take until the beginning of 2014 before those roads will even be again. So uh, yeah. Oh well, I hope everybody in Boulder's okay. Um, when we, uh, you know, it's when we're doing this interview, it's about I don't know, 12 days or so, 15 days out from Kona. Um, no, it's less than that. It's about 12 days out. This, this time last year, you know, we, when we caught up with you in Kona, you were not feeling particularly healthy and, and you weren't a particularly happy camper after the race. And I guess this year we, um, we haven't seen quite so much of you um, around the traps. So how has the year been for you? Um, it's, i say it's been a fighting year with uh, the highlight of Texas. Um, I... Yeah, I, I've kind of had some of the best training that I've had ever, and it's just been frustrating because I haven't been able to race, kind of test myself just because of some ill-timed niggles, which meant that you know I've wanted to get sorted out and rehab. Um, so um, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of really race hungry at the moment, I suppose, because I've kind of been training really well but you know I like to race and I you know I won't lie I would have preferred to have raced a bit more this year but um yeah <laughs> I'll try and use it as a positive do you I mean do you feel the pressure I mean last year you were really were one of the the probably the raging hot favorites I mean there's probably about four or five of you D does that does it get to you much or not I suppose I have my moments where it does get me but I kind of um I kind of just I spend most of the kind of build of Kona just trying to do everything I can you know try and train as hard as I can and not focus too much on what people think and even even if 
you know, the expectations that I have on myself are kind of the same as they've been every year I've gone. And, um, and that is to have, a, you know, the strongest race and hopefully that will get me, you know, amongst the top or on the top. Mm. Um, so, so it's kind of like compartmentalizing it and you know, it's um, just kind of almost getting quite insular and thinking about what I'm in control of rather than thinking about what other people think can do on the day. I mean, um, this year, again, it seems like a pretty um, wide open race. Nobody's sort of put their hand up, you know, in terms of putting out any really crushing victories. I guess last year you had, you know, Caroline Stephan really, you know, putting a bit of a marker in the sand before Melbourne. Um, and Leander Cave was sort of a 70.3 performances. But I don't know, does, do you feel there's any uh, any clear favourites out there? Um, I don't think, I think it's, um, I think you're right. I think there's kind of at least a handful of girls who are all capable of, you know, getting onto the top spot if they have their day. And I think it's, I think the women's race is going to be uh, really exciting got we've all got different strengths and so there could be a lot of changing amongst you know who's lead at different points in the race um yeah i think you it, you have the usual suspect but uh, you've got people you know you've got jd swallow who's stepping up and liz blatchford and a few other new people so um i think it's going to be an interesting an interesting race and the dynamic might be different you know there's some more fast swimmers and um yeah I think it's going to be exciting and I hope I'll be featuring at the pointy end Hey, um, you know, last year was a pretty tough day for you, you know, when we caught you at the finish line and, and you were going through a pretty emotional time. But Bevan has no shame going straight up to people, even oh, when they're yeah. upset. That's right. <laughs> I, get, I get the raw emotion. Hey, um, but like, after the race, how long did it take you to over, you know, overcome that? Like, did you pretty much just get back on the back into the swing of things straight away or did it take you a little bit of time after the race to kind of, you know, deal with, you know, the hard, you know, hard facts of that race? Um... I guess you've got like two sides. You've kind of like had the recovery physically and then kind of the mental side of it. It was, it wasn't the day I'd been hoping for or thought that like I was capable of it had I been healthy. And I think I kind of managed to be pretty objective about, um, even though I was disappointed, I was like, okay, that wasn't your move on from the place physically I was sick afterwards and got pneumonia and um, that took about two weeks to get over and and then I had my tonsils out at the end of November so coming back physically took quite a lot longer because I I didn't really start training until January Mm. so yeah Oh well, we're um, yeah we're looking forward with uh, as much as we want Kiwis to be on top. Um, our, <laughs> our, our friends from across the the, the big ditch in the UK are, uh, are, 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 our, are our next favourites. So um, <laughs> oh, we're really looking forward to it. It should be a, it should be an awesome race. Joyce, who are you picking for the men's race? Um, I think Anika Lanos has uh-huh. had a amazing year, and I'd love to see 
be him. Uh, I think Pete is he just that you know we saw him, like his result in the Sunshine Coast last week. He's peaking at just the right time again, so I think he he can be discounted either. And um, yeah, I think they're probably two, and obviously. Craig as well. I mean, there's a few, yeah. <laughs> but I think Aniko. I would love. I'd love to see him take the win. There we go. You heard it first here. Yep. She picked it. She picked it. The, 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 <laughs> and and, and I, the one other, the final thing I saw was uh, there was some Joycenator product you, you managed to find the other day that you probably bought uh, oodles of. What was it? That was actually a tea blend that my sister got, or my brother and sister. <laughs> Got made up specially for me for my birthday. Oh, nice! <laughs> Katie's like trying to keep keep that name rolling. Oh, very good, <laughs> awesome. Oh, we're looking forward to seeing how you go. We'll yeah, be bring following, it on. Good following luck. closely and uh, have safe travels over there and a good race. Yeah, thank you. And you, when when do you guys? No, we're not going this year. We're, we're having a year off. It's we'll all, be there oh, next not. year. It's it's uh-huh. all it's all about twenty fourteen, Rachel. It's all about twenty fourteen. So you're going to have to win it two years okay. in a row. Okay. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks, Rach. Okay. Thanks. Bye. She is a good chick, isn't she, John? She is. So, fingers crossed. I'd love to see her win it. She'll take it out. I'd love to see her win it. Mm. That's the thing, but, you know, like, it's, it's the, we're, we're very fortunate in our sport. There's, there's no real dorks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I'm always torn when, unfortunately, when you get into our positions, you kind of get to know these people, and it's you know it's easy for us to sit here and talk in, in my lounge about yeah. you know these performances of these people, but you know we do kind of get to know these people, and we've been very lucky over the years to get to sit down and, and have these conversations and get to meet these people and you know party with them a little bit as well mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. And we're very fortunate in our sport. Is our sport seems to just kind of produce nice people and and you know on the, the girls race all the all the chicks if they're tools we'll tell you about it we'll go this guy hey, don't give him tool. the time of day yeah, exactly. what a door but I, I don't think we've ever met at all no like i don't think we've ever had no you know, i remember when listen when we first interviewed listen and he, he we, 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 the only time ever was when we first interviewed Les and he did this joke and it was a dry joke and John and I just didn't get it yeah. and we thought oh this is going to be a hard interview and then we, we figured out that we were thick and we didn't get his joke and and then after that yeah. it, was, it was great and the second yeah. interview we had with Lesson was just phenomenal but other than that I've never had yeah. a moment where well, like, we're just everyone's been great hey yep are you, are you disagreeing no no I'm not really well you're smiling I can just think of one, one incident but that's okay okay just give me a hint uh <laughs> people's making funny faces to me but anyway no um, no, they generally have been all good I'm going to pause I'm going to find out I'm pausing wait a second I know who he's talking about yeah and admittedly they didn't like me that much no <laughs> and they didn't have power soap for me <laughs> well, we can't, if you go back and listen to old interviews you can probably figure it out but we're, we're not going to name names anyway Jumbo extreme endurance lactic buffer John that's what they need this weekend isn't it it is and Kona like any other race it almost seems like more so than other races, it is a death march on the run. And you see people who have screwed up their nutrition, they're vomiting, they're walking on the Queen K. It just seems a lot more prevalent at Kona than anywhere else because I think people are, yeah, they're just either not used to the heat, they've just gone nut bar on the bike, which is often the case, and just, just screwed up their nutrition. One thing, if, if, you, if you're somebody who has been struggling with nutrition and, and how to handle it and, and if your gut's just, don't seem to settle on anything. One thing we're trying is extreme endurance, gut endurance, um, because it helps the 
The delivery system is superior for this high concentration of live active cells, uh, maintains a healthy balance of inter- intestinal flora, promotes large and small intestinal health. I was just talking about Chris Lee before, he doesn't really have many intestines right. to keep healthy, and assists in the digestion of proteins and aid antifungal activity. So basically keeping your guts in good order. So it can certainly help uh, get it. And just get on it, xendurance.com, $24.95, get your $5 discount, use the code IMTALK5, and uh, yeah, if you're somebody who's been having some issues, this is an easy, cheap way to give it a crack to see if you can get things under control and get your guts nice and healthy. Yeah, seriously, you know, like it's, you hear about these guys who are having amazing races, and then when your gut goes on you, mm. game over. Game over, right? Really, it's like game over if you're trying to go blum, blum, PR or something like that or PB so definitely check it out guys if it is something if it's an issue for you it's definitely worth spending a little bit of money and trying to see if this can be a formula that will work so it's called Extreme Gut Endurance xendurance.com and remember it's basically it's a probiotic and we, we, I give my kids probiotics every day and it's just about keeping your guts nice and healthy so check it out Extreme Endurance ok guys we've got an interview here coming up for Lucy Goss it's just not so Kona focused we just had her on the show good chick Mm-hmm. She's a listener as well, isn't she? We had, she her, we had her before she turned pro as an age group of the week. I know, crazy. She's probably the only person we've had there to do that, isn't she? Uh, I think she may be. That's pretty awesome. It is. We picked awesome. it. We did. Well, the audience picked it. Yeah, exactly. But we'll claim it. We picked it. The community. We so are next the year, world. as you'll hear in this interview, we are the children. Lucy Gossage is going down by me from in Kona. Oh, because you lay smack talk, talk, on, talk yeah. on her. Yeah, that's what he does. I love it's how cocky happening. you are. Not cocky. Well, so I, I think it's cocky. Confident. Yeah, well, uh, cocky. Because <laughs> you're not confident. There's not confidence. Is that little bit? Of, yeah, I think I'm going to do well. Yeah. Cocky is I'm going to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. Okay. <laughs> People go, I'm doing the race, and the first response is I'm going to smash you. Yeah. So that's cocky, John. Here's Lucy Gossage. Righty ho. On today's show, we have a former age group of the week no longer classified as an age group because racing in the pro this may be the first ever age group would go on to be an Ironman champion could be could be we'll have to find no. us no first age group of the week you probably are I can't have we any other listeners who are as good as that I don't know no you're the best listener ever but recently <laughs> so re- recently uh, today's interviewee Lucy Gossage took out not only Ironman UK in crushing fashion by Crushed it. 36 minutes, uh, also took out Ironman Wales by, what's that? Another 25? 25. 27? 27 yeah. minutes, so two crushing performances, double backed up within a few weeks' time. So uh, Lucy Gossage, welcome along to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so tell it, fill us in. We, we were talking about the show, about you before, before we started the show, and I said, Bevan, we've got Lucy Gossage on the phone. She's, she's about uh, her intelligence is probably about me. Same level as ours, really. Combined. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so t- tell us a bit about yourself, and because um, a lot of listeners, you know, your names come up on the show quite a bit in results, but um, outside the UK, people probably don't know too much about you. So fill us in. Um, God, well, I don't know, really. Um, yeah, I never, I never planned to be a triathlete. <laughs> That's definitely, um, definitely true. I, um, yeah, I kind of fell into it after a relationship ended, and I went out dancing and got very drunk. And someone dared me to do this thing called Nine Man. I, I never even heard of it. I thought, God, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, who would do that? It was completely impossible. And um, and then I got really drunk, and I said, okay, if I'm single on New Year's Day, I'll sign up, I'll do one. And um, <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I met this guy on New Year's Eve who'd um, at a party who'd who'd just done his first one, and 
he was like, it's amazing, it's the best thing ever. So I, I thought, well, this is fake, so I'll have to do it. So, um, yeah, I signed, I went to the gym, actually, I went to the gym on the 2nd of January, not on the 1st, so I was a bit yeah. hangover. Um, did a half marathon on the treadmill, because I never ran that far. I was like, right, I could do the half marathon, okay, I'll sign up. And, um, yeah, and just did it. Were you a runner? Did, I'm like, in the UK. Were you a runner? No, no, I wasn't. I was, I, I was a gym, like, you know, I was a junior doctor at the time, and doctors work hard, play yeah. hard. It really, you know, we were, I was working really hard. Um, and I'd go to the gym, and I'd go on the cross trainer for, you know, an hour or something. There's no point to it. <laughs> Completely fine. Looking back, I have no idea why, like, how I did that, really. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, so I signed up to it, um, and... Did all the training. I followed some random training pro- program that I found on the internet, and it was all on my own. Like, didn't have an eye. I, I've never. I, yeah, it wasn't. It was completely, completely just a challenge. All my long runs were hungover. Um, I'd go out on Saturday night, wake up on Sunday. Like, honestly, I'd, I'd end up throwing up halfway round half of them. Um, and yeah, and did this picture of health. Ironman, <laughs> and no one thought I'd finish, apart from the guy who persuaded me to sign up to it. And yeah, I just loved it, and I absolutely loved the whole day. Um, and then thought that was it, and you know went back to being my old self and working and stuff. Um, and then yeah, after a few weeks, I thought I actually quite enjoyed the cycling in there. You know, I quite miss it, and so eventually plucked up the courage to join a tri club, um, which took a while. I was always, I was a bit scared about going because I thought I thought partly they'd all be really good, and I thought they'd all be really geeky and talking about heart rate and you know training zones and I, I, it just didn't really appeal to me so it took me a while to get enough courage to to join a club but as soon as I did I joined the the club in Nottingham TFN um and it was brilliant it was it was such a sociable club and all that you know you'd go swimming and then you'd go to the pub you'd go on a bike ride and then you go to the pub in the evening it was it was just a really refreshing way to meet people who weren't doctors um and I think that's why I fell in love with it partly because I love being outside and cycling and stuff but partly because I got this whole new group of friends who all love, you know, doing the same kind of thing, which was, yeah, brilliant. It seems odd that you're, you're talking about uh, a fair amount of boozing in there and you've now got uh, Erdinger as one of your sponsors. <laughs> oh, that, I, I know. I mean, who would have thought that triathlon would take me on a tour of a brewery in Germany? <laughs> but it did. <laughs> but they, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's, obviously it's a great sponsorship deal for me. But, um, yeah, I think they like the fact that, you know, I I like beer. I obviously don't drink very much anymore. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, but you can drink as much alcohol fry stuff as you need to, as you want to. Um, but yeah, no, I think they they like the fact that I, I yeah I came from kind of a non-athletic background. Well, um, um, and you... I used to play tennis. Sorry. How did you go in the first race? Um, I did. Yeah, I did. All I did all right. I um no, I did. I, I actually I I ended up I did actually qualify for Hawaii, but. Oh. I didn't have a clue what Hawaii was. Like, it's I'm in UK. I mean, no one does I'm in UK. Um, <laughs> I didn't know about Hawaii, and I didn't also didn't know I'd won my age group until I was at work the next day oh, looking really? at the results at lunchtime. Um, so obviously, I didn't go. And I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what the implications of Hawaii. You know, I didn't. An Ironman was just this thing. I, I didn't know what you know how special Hawaii was at that stage. Um, but yeah, so I did. What did I do? Eleven and a half hours, eleven thirty-two or something. So it was it was solid. I think I talked the whole way around on the bike. Um, and in fact, I met one of the girls I was talking to in Hawaii a couple of years later. She remembered me. I remembered her. It's quite funny. <laughs> so um, so, how many years ago was this? So that was two thousand and six. Two thousand and six. So 
you, you said it sort of um, you caught the bug pretty pretty quickly after that and, and realised you, you quite enjoyed it. What's what's your, you know we're obviously just looking at your results from the the last couple of years, but what was your sort of progression sort of from say two thousand and seven through to I don't know say around about two thousand and nine when you looked like you really started cranking it up and and that's when you've got all your website your results on your website and so on. Yeah, so so when I joined the club, it was all very much the training was an excuse to go out. You know, I was I was doing it purely sociable, and I did some I did some races, and I was like I never cycled more than I, was, I did middle distance, so half Ironman, um, and it was I didn't I didn't really know what I was doing. I cycled fifty five miles because that's what we had to race, and was doing all runs at the same speed. And yeah, looking back, it was completely novice, but I guess I was a novice. Um, but I ended up getting some semi-decent results, um, mm. you know, I guess semi-decent age group results. I went to Clearwater. I was, uh, I think I was, I can't remember, eight or something in my age group. I remember writing something afterwards. I'll never get in there. I'll never get one of those pointy helmets. I'll never have one of those rights with race wheels. I do it just for fun. I'll never be one of those geeks. But yeah, that's you are now because yeah. on your website you can see pointy helmet. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've got all the gear. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, so I, and then two thousand eight. What did I do? Oh yeah, no, two thousand eight was the Hawaii year, and I was I was de- I really you know I knew what Hawaii was, and I I had set myself the goal of getting there, um, and I actually I came out to Taupo for two weeks with Brian mm. Rhodes <laughs> really oh, yeah. randomly, um, on a just because I saw it advertised and I had it you know as a doctor, lots of money, not much time, thought yeah. that would sounds fun. Um, and then I did, yeah, I did Ironman France, uh, was so sure that I'd be able to qualify. I'd got myself, like, a, I was still a road bike, but I had, um, had some nice wheels and things. Um, and that was just a disaster. And, yeah, to cut a long story, my wheel broke, first of all, at the top of the mountain. Someone randomly stole the wheel. There wasn't a replacement guy. It was very odd. But, um, yeah, on the run, I ended up collapsing with a mile and a half to go I just got more and more and more unsteady with every step it's really hot it's like 33 degrees or something yeah. um the last turnaround with three miles to go I fell into the drinks table knocked all the drinks off <laughs> 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 two marshals then were like walking with me um and I was still on track for a set, you know an okay time if um and then then a girl went past and I was like let me go let me go <laughs> and they let me go and I just fell to the floor so I ended up in the medical tent. They gave me three bags of fluid into, you know, like a drip. Um, and then they let me finish. <laughs> Can you believe it? So I walked the mile and a half to the finish. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I didn't qualify then. So then I did Ironman UK. I did qualify. And then I went to Kona for the first time a few weeks later. Yeah. But that was, it was, it was really, it was, it was quite lonely actually that first time. I didn't know anyone. I was really intimidated and psyched out and, you know, everyone's. It, it's quite a hard place to go unless you oh, yeah. unless you feel that you're good enough. I mean, you guys, you guys have been there the whole time, but you, yeah. you know, everyone's there with their really expensive bikes. Everyone's got no body fat, and I was quite a lot big. I wasn't fat, but certainly a lot bigger then. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't really enjoy it. I was glad I went, but it certainly wasn't an experience I enjoyed. Mm. Um, yeah, and then 2009, I did. I I, I just gradually, I guess, stopped. You know cut down on the partying, trained a bit more specifically, um, got someone helping me out with training in 2009. 2010 was the year that I, I did well, you know, properly yeah. started to race races rather than just finish them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then 2011, end of 2011, I went part-time at work, um, wow. which was a big decision, really hard decision. I think the hardest thing was ex- saying to people that I was good enough because yeah. I found that really hard. 
um yeah and it, yeah and then it was it was good because I, I the day after I went part time I won 70.3 Ireland which was a complete surprise so that was um, a nice start to it um and then yeah last year obviously was uh, I guess <laughs> how the hell did that happen <laughs> um and this year yeah ups and downs this year but um a really good finish so, so tell us about your, your sort of current setup. So, you know, you, um, I believe you're, you're doing your PhD and you've obviously worked in the past. So, you know, how, how pro are you in terms of not – obviously when you go out training, it sounds like you, you get it all done pretty hardcore, but, but in terms of your actual setup, in terms of actually making this your, your main gig in terms of triathlon racing. Um, so when I when I start it up, I'm a cancer doctor. <laughs> like, um, so a proper cancer, you know, treating – cancer patients and then then I I, moved, I was in Nottingham and I, I started doing it all and then you have to do a PhD research um it's just the way that it works in England to get a, a job in a teaching hospital you have to do a four-year research PhD mm. um so I moved to Cambridge to do that um looking back it was it was a quite a naive decision um but in a nutshell the first year and the first year is always hard but the first year was really hard mm. and I really felt quite abandoned and I think because of that, I think, you know, fate works in funny ways. Because of that, I started to train a bit harder, and that's why I got better. Mm. Um, so I've been doing this PhD, well, I'm, I'm finishing it by Christmas. Um, so it would have been almost five years by the time I finish it, because obviously I went part-time halfway through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... It, I think last year, it was, it was brilliant, because I had... I suddenly had all this time. I'd suddenly gone part-time, and I, you know, I felt like I had so much more time, and... I was I was really enjoying all the racing. I was just turning up with no expectations and surprising myself and surprising everyone. It was just you know I was enjoying the travelling. It was it was just brilliant. And um, this year I think it's been the PhD's been more stressful because I'm about to finish it. Um, mm. So obviously there's more pressure than that. But I think the people underestimate sometimes the pressure from racing, and I think that's um, something that you have to learn to deal with as a pro. And I you know I like being the underdog. I don't like people knowing who I am when I turn up. I just like mm. being able to kind of go under the radar so that's taken a little bit of dealing dealing with um and I think because of because my, I've been working harder and trying to you know it's been more I've had more deadlines and stresses and things with work I think that's kind of taken its toll on on racing abroad and I was you know I was going out to have races and trying to work the day before the race which actually it's it that just doesn't work you don't mm. race you don't work it, nothing works so I don't think I got the balance right at the start um but then I decided I'd just race in the UK, which makes it so much easier. I mean, I love racing with crowds, that, you know, people that, you know, people cheering you on. And it's so easy. You just load up the car, you just drive down there. Um, so that was, once I decided that, that was a really good decision um, for the rest of the year. What was, what was um, the transition like um, going from, you know, full-time job, you know, as you say, you're earning a pretty good income, there's lots of security to go into a world where, you know, like, you know, obviously you've done well, but it's still, it's not certain. What was that transition like? Well, I think I my I'm really working. So I'm planning when I finish my PhD, I am going to have um, hopefully two Konas where I'm, I'm not going to work. So I'm going to give myself a two-year sabbatical. Yep. Um, but I I I think that actually having a PhD has because to me it I mean it, it obviously isn't just a hobby, but it still feels like a hobby, and it, it still feels that it's the you know it's what I I really look forward to doing. It's it feels like it's just a bit on the side of my life, and I. I think obviously it's not, but because it feels like that, I think it's. I think that's partly key to my success. And I do worry that when I finish this done PhD and you know don't have don't have anything else, you know, I I don't know. I, it will be different. I have to learn to deal with that. 
Um, so, and the other side of it is obviously that I haven't had to worry about finances because I'm not earning loads, but I'm still getting paid a salary. So I don't need to yeah, rely about prize money. Yeah. I don't have to think about, I don't have to pick races because of money. So it's, it's kind of, you know, living the life, you know, because being a pro is particularly an up and coming pro is, I don't know how people do it with, with prize money and things. Cause it's, it's, you can't live off what you, what you win. Yeah. Um, so, so when, yeah. you, when you talked about the pressure of going to races, is that sort of the pre- – you just sort of answered part of the question I was going to ask in terms of I guess it's not the pressure to, to get the prize money. Um, is it just a pressure of, of expectation or, or is it a pressure you're putting on yourself? Um, both, I guess. I think, I, I think sometimes, you know, I guess after last year, there, last year there was no pressure, there was no expectation and, um, and I, I guess – like I did a, a good Ironman at Challenge Barcelona last year, and I think that kind of put me on the map in terms of it was a fast time and things. And I think because of that, you know, it's up to you how much pressure you feel. You have to. Mm. <laughs> people can't. At the end of the day, they can't put any on you. But I think I, I, I felt that. Yeah, I felt like that. You know, the the, the triathlon websites and things were maybe expecting results from me, and and so yeah, learning to deal with that is something that I've had to had to do some people thrive on it um but I, I i certainly had a bad race um halfway through the year and i i i know that was just because i was too stressed about work too stressed about the race i was so desperate to do well and actually i just turned off a race day and i was really flat and coming back from that race i was i just thought why am I, you know it wasn't fun and it really was a good wake-up call that that for me and i'm i I'm different to some people, um, but for me, I have to be loving it. And if I'm not loving it, I won't race well. Mm. Um, so that's a good good lesson learned, I think, from that. Lucy, you, you, you seem to be uh, the type of person who seems to be pretty successful at the things you try to achieve. You know, like I know you kind of you know like to party when you're younger, but you know, like you know, anyone who gets to a doctorate level is obviously pretty advanced, and then to the high level athlete. How do you manage your energy and your time around the different things you do in your life? <coughs> um. Oh, I get well. I don't I don't have much of a social life anymore. Um, but no, you know, neither do any triathletes. I think I guess it. You know, when I was doing it, working. You know, looking back when I was, I wasn't doing it seriously, but working as a doctor, I was. I'd finish work at seven o'clock. I remember once going on a and doing a you know a three hour run after seven o'clock, and I remember leaving work, and they were. But you what? You won't get back till ten. I'll be in bed by the time you finish running. I'll never do a three hour run now. But that was, that was what what I did then. Um, I guess it's yeah time management's really really important um I think I think with training you just need to know why you're doing it and you know you need to know that for me I need to know that I want to be doing it mm. um and if I haven't got a goal or I haven't got a reason then I'll just sit on the turbo and there's no point I may as well just not bother yeah. um yeah so so you when you went sub sub nine in Barcelona you're pretty pumped about that Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that had never crossed my mind. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, I didn't really know what to do. I don't think with that. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't thought about it. Um, I yeah. I, 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 I yeah. It never even crossed my mind. I'd been hope, hoping, well, planning potentially to try and do Roth one day to try and yeah. get a fast time, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good day. <laughs> Very nice. So you talked a bit about your PhD. Um, fill us in what you're actually doing. Uh, it's not very interesting to um, uh-huh. most people. <laughs> to be honest, it's not very interesting to me right at the moment. <laughs> I'm just sitting there trying to write it and finish it. Um, it's on kidney cancer. Um, 
oh, trying to work out uh, which patients have cancers that will grow quickly and cause problems quickly and which patients have cancers that are going to grow slower so you can just watch and wait and without treating rushing in to treat them in a nutshell very simplistically but okay. yeah <laughs> it's not you think you you make me you know you, you think you have to be really clever to do a phd you don't at all most of it's monkey work Honestly, there's so many, no, seriously, there's, there's so many Even similarities. Even going to a PhD. Yeah, I've, I've sat one today. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're, like, you're just like pipetting for hours. You're just doing the same thing again and again. It's, I don't know what's worse sometimes, like a long turbo or some of the stuff you do in the lab. <laughs> I, like, I, I much prefer being a proper doctor. I'm not a scientist. Well, <laughs> like regards, talking, in regards you know. to um, having a, a really strong career behind you, do you think in some ways that can be a disadvantage as well because you have that thing to fall back on? If, like, you know, you're doing really well, so you, you maybe even had this thought. But, you know, like a lot of athletes out there, this is their only thing. And if they don't, if it doesn't work, they've, you know, they're kind of screwed. Whereas you've kind of at the back of your mind, you've got this, well, you know what, if it doesn't fade out, if this fades out, I can obviously go back to being a doctor. Does it, um, does it, in some ways, do you think that gives you an outcard or do you, do you not even consider that? Uh, I think for me, it gives me an in card rather than out card, if you can say that. Okay, um, so tell, I yeah. think, um, I, yeah, I, I, cause I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be doing it forever. And I, I think I will just have the two year sabbatical to, to do it properly. Partly because if I, if I have more than that, then I end up losing my, um, kind of career progression yeah but i i think for me it's not about trying uh, and it sounds stupid it sounds so cheesy but it's not it's not about trying to win hawaii and it's just about knowing that i don't know knowing that i've done i mean it sounds so cheesy but yeah knowing that i've done as as the best that i can and i'm still enjoying it and i think i think this feeling like it's a hobby I really think that's really important for me, um, and it does worry me that next year it won't, you know, it won't be this hot, it won't be a hobby. It will be my job, mm. um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to learn to deal with that. But yeah, no, I don't get to races and think, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm a doctor. Um, obviously, you get to a race and you want to smash it as hard as you can. But yeah. Um, yeah. So um, people always love to know, you know, what's the deal with uh, what sort of training people are doing, and especially when people are working or like with yourself, you know, studying at the same time or doing your PhD. So fill, fill us in on, um, you know, what's a sort of typical-ish week in terms of how much training you're actually going out there and doing? Oh, <clears throat> 60 hours every week, week in, week out, just, day just, in, day out. Just the standard 60 Six, yeah, just occasionally I'll go up to 80, but um, yeah, yes. 60, 60 is standard. Um, no, what do I do? I it, it really varies, um, depending on the time of year, and um, I tend to have a big off season partly because you can get more work done there, and like, just the traveling. And you know, so I know a lot of pros race, and next year I'll probably race a lot more. I mean, I, I probably should be racing this year, but so I will have a long off season and I'll <clears throat> try and work on my swimming. Because yeah. I'm a rubbish swimmer, yeah. um, and I, I actually do weights in the winter, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I don't like doing them. But touch wood, I haven't had any nasty injuries, and you know, I wonder if that's because I do that kind of thing. Um, and then in the winter, I'll try and get a bit of running speed, so I'll probably run a bit more in the winter because it's, it's quite hard to bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use the turbo quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I try and do as much of it as I can with people, um, just because it's more fun, <laughs> like a good gossip. Um, yeah, and then and in the in the summer, I guess, it, and it really varies. I think when you're racing, you do less. Um, 
I guess, 25 hours, something like that in yeah. the summer, um, less in the winter, but probably a bit more intensity in the winter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll probably be a le- bit less this winter. So, and I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't do masses. I don't think, I don't think for me, I don't think I need to do masses, but um, I do train hard. <laughs> what, what would be some tips that you'd have for, you know, you know, those high level kind of age groupers out there who are considering taking, taking that next step to becoming a pro? What would be some insight that you could share to them, you know, that, you know, about that transition? Um... I yeah I I think I've I've been I've been lucky and I think I've I've done it the right way and for me anyway and that I I've done it a very slow transition so I got good results as an age grouper and then I I did my first pro races when I was still working so that was just to kind of throw it out there see where you are if you get a bit of prize money it's a bonus um, and then going part time again that was a really gradual transition so I had I could train more but I couldn't train enough to get touch wood I couldn't train enough to get overtrained because I didn't have enough time and I think a lot of people because you do see people sometimes you know give up work and go pro and then actually they go backwards and I've seen that happen so many people mm. um, and I just wonder if they're throwing themselves in at the deep end and you know not giving themselves any chance because the body the body will need to adapt but mentally I think you need to adapt as well um, and probably if you've you know if you've got loads of time it would be very easy to overtrain rather than just using time to recover, which is what what you should be doing. <laughs> mm. um, and think, yeah, think you've, I, you've got to love it. If you don't love it, then that's what I realised in Austria this year. If you're not enjoying it, then you're never going to do your best. Um, so, so you must have enjoyed, enjoyed the little period we did Ironman UK and um, and Wales. So f- fill us in a bit on those two races and, and how you managed to to back it up, you know, in, in fairly short a fairly short window. Yeah, well, um, so Wales had always been the A race because it was points for Kona for next because that's what I want to do. Um, and I'm in UK. I just decided to do a couple of weeks before, like literally two two weeks, two and a half weeks before, I think, um, because I had some mates that were doing it, and I thought about going to Germany, and I was just, I just, just wasn't really appealing to me. This, you know, the travelling, and I just didn't. So they said, well, why don't you do UK? You know, you keep saying you want to do it. I thought, sod it, I'm going to do it. Because, you know, it, I knew it wasn't a great field. And Ironman UK never has a great... I mean, that, no disrespect to anyone else doing it. But mm. it's still, it's Ironman UK. And it was my first Ironman. And mm. to win that would be special. And I'd always wanted to do that. And so they they would just say, well, why don't you do it? And just see whether you, you know, see how you go. Um, so, I'd, I've, yeah, I just rocked up to it. Um, and obviously I'd done... I'd done I, knew, I knew my biking would be okay. This one's kind of almost irrelevant. Um, but the run, I really felt like I wasn't prepared for it mm. um, in terms of doing enough long runs and things. Um, but yeah, I just I just loved it. It was the whole day round. I think apart from 10k on the run when I had a stitch, I think I was just just like this is the easiest time run I've ever done, which obviously mm. means you're having a good day. Um, but it was yeah, it was brilliant. Loads of support and and winning it. Yeah, I know that was that was special. Partly just because you know. It's I'm in the UK. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't all world class field, um, and no one, you know, I, no one would claim that it was. But it was still my first proper Ironman win, so that was a special day. Nice. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, then I, what did I do? I did, yeah, it's five weeks. So it's actually quite a nice gap. So I did um, easy week, medium week, one really hard week, uh, then a medium week, then a, an easy week, um, yeah. and then turned up at Wales. Um, yeah, and Wales I knew was a strong field, so I, I don't think anyone I, anyone expected me to to win it. Kind of, you know, it wasn't like I was a favourite. There were probably three or four of us that were favourites. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I did go into it believing that I could win it, which is a big, it's a subtle difference. And yeah. I didn't think I would, but I did believe that I could. Yeah, I had a, an average swim, came out, and I, I could tell everyone was like, everyone cheering was, you know, I, can, I could tell they were all like, oh, she's so far behind. I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, they're really good swimmers. It's, yeah. it's a long day, but I could, come on, Lucy, you can do it. I'm like, oh, I've still got nine hours. You don't need to. Um, and, the, yeah, and the bike is just, honestly, if you were, Wales is just an incredible course. Um, it's so tough. It's so hilly. The support, like, the the town where it's held Tembe all the locals just they absolutely love it I've never been anywhere before where they're so excited about about the race mm. um you know every all the shopkeepers are saying are you doing it and and that really it's so nice being made so welcome not just because you're a pro they didn't know I was a pro they're just you know mm. any Joe Bloggs who's turning up so the bike's amazing it's really hilly um like short climbs with you know the descents you can't really go very quick so twisty narrow lanes um, bumpy roads, bit of rain, perfect for the Brits. I was like, bit of rain, yeah, <laughs> knock out the Europeans. Yeah, <laughs> they won't yeah. cope the rain. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then the run, and the run's hilly. Uh, the run, I think it's got a thousand meters of climbing, is what they say. Yeah. Is ri- I don't I think there's hardly any flat. Yeah. Um, but again, there's loads of support and. Yeah, almost to the extent that running around, I was like, God, I would just like five minutes of, you know, peace and quiet without people shouting. Yeah, it, yeah. it was it was amazing, the support. Um, and it's a tough run. And yeah, I just had a really good day. So Very pretty nice. pleased, really. Very nice. So in terms of strategizing for next year, you know, um, we know there's not as many slots for the, f- for the females. Obviously, you're, you know, you've got one win under your belt. But what's it sort of going to take for you? And do you have a strategy around getting to Kona and making sure you've got enough points? <clears throat> yeah, it's tricky. I mean, really, I should, um, really, I should be doing Arizona or Cozumel or something. But um, I've got to finish this PhD, and I, I, I can't do it. I just need three months to do it. So I've, I've made the decision. And you know, Wales actually, the win is quite a nice. That like, gives me quite a lot under my belt. Um, mm. I don't think anyone really knows how many races you'll need to do. Mm. So I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do South Africa, um, and then plus or minus Lanzarote um mm-hmm. and hopefully those two are quite early and yeah. um hopefully with those two then I'll have enough points to kind of guarantee a slot or you know make it easy to get a slot with some halves mm. um yeah. and if if that works then that would be out the way you know that yeah. I would be, then yeah. be able to rest out I'd love to do Roth at some stage but I don't think next year I think um yeah, I and mean, no one really knows. I don't think anyone knows how many points you need. It's quite and, difficult and to again, work it's out. Change, and again, it's changing a bit again this year as well. So, again, that's going to throw yeah. a few captain marks of pigeons. Um, yeah. So, you live with a bunch of triathletes now? Give me a shout-out. Yeah, yeah, Give me a shout-out. <laughs> Tom, Tom, says, uh, Tom says you're going down. He's oh. trying to get to Kona. <laughs> what age group is he? fired him up. <laughs> oh, he's not your age group. No? Um he's he's 25 to 29 yeah. um yeah and then james who's a doctor who's also a triathlete and ed who's a cyclist they're i only moved in yesterday i'm going to regret it soon enough but they're brilliant. they're the guys that i train with the whole time they're brilliant so um yeah it'd be good fun it'd be even better next year when i finish phd and i can be there uh, you know, bumming around whilst they're going off to work <laughs> how tows are also uh racing I'm in UK and he's trying to qualify next year as well. Oh, there's a lot of smack talk um, going on, I tell you. And um, Yeah, yeah, you set a lot of smack a lot of smack talk up in the, uh, <laughs> in the yeah, UK. Right. And uh, and yeah, I'm not gonna 
You guys are going you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna to have a bit of a head start on us. You'll have a 15, I think you get the, the pros have, is it a 15, 15 minute head start? Yeah, or 15 is it half minutes, hour? yeah. I'll be I'll be gunning you down and Kona. Don't worry. I'll be I'll be. So I'm, no, I'm not smacking you down. I'm not. Come on, Lucy. You'll take me. him out. You'll take him out. He talks just a big game. Boy, I don't do smack talk. Just from the boys. <laughs> they guess, won't get near you. I don't reckon. <laughs> I guess the final <laughs> thing I've got for you is um, I don't know. Bevan and I and, and everybody talks about you know UK is just so strong across the board. You know whether it be Ironman now, whether it be short course, whether whatever distance it is, absolutely crushing it everywhere. I mean. What's your sort of take on on why you guys are doing so well? Is it the high performance program? Is it just a culture you've got over there, or what's the deal? No, I don't think it's anything to do with the high performance program. Um, well, obviously it is for for the Olympic distance stuff, but the long distance doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, I think it's it's. I mean, it's just so popular. Everyone everyone's getting into it, and I think there's a big element of success breeding success. Um, mm. The girl that I used to train with in Nottingham. Was that she used to be a, a lightweight rower for you know a national lightweight rower and she started triathlon and started it just before me but was always doing it very seriously from the start so it was kind of two years ahead in terms of training you know training kind of seriousness than me um, and she was always better than me and and I I got so much from you know just seeing what she did and and seeing you know learning that and I'm she played a big role in in kind of helping me get you know bill you know get better and a bit more serious about it. so and. and there's a girl, Susie Hignett in Cambridge, who's um, she just won France uh, 70.3 yesterday or the day before. Um, and, I'm, you know, she's improving really quickly. And I think having me around and her around, you know, you, you see each other doing something and, and you bring each other on. So I think that's part of it in the UK. There's just so many of us. Um, you're, you're definitely you, dominant right now. You're bloody killing him. Yeah. What's all that about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Palms. Anyway, guys, um, we've got a. This, this interview is actually going to be on. Um, you, you will know the result of the America's Cup by the time this interview comes yeah. out. But uh, if you guys want to check out Lucy, go to lucygossage.com. But the America's Cup is starting for us in 15 minutes and we can't miss a minute of no. Lucy. So Can gonna... I just say, you've, I've just got to mention Chain Reaction Cycles because yes. they have, they've been a brilliant sponsor. I mean, Erding, you know, Erding is great. That's a new deal. I'm really excited. But Chain Reaction have been. Very loyal to me, and they've been absolutely brilliant. All my sponsors are great, but I had to get Chain Reaction. And yeah, thanks, guys. Chain Reaction, guys, go there. They've got great gear, and they're pretty cheap too, so it's rock and roll. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Lucy, and uh, we will look forward yeah, to meeting, bring on you next year and, and, meeting you yeah. in Kona. <laughs> See you out there, SmackDown. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for your time. Nice to talk to you. Bye. We did this interview about a month ago, so I can't actually remember much about it. How, how was it? Well, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how girls and guys like Lucy, who are, you know, they're, they're the up and coming pros, she's winning races, so she's she's not like she's up and coming, but she's, no, she's still a successful pro. She's not not winning sort of Germany or Melbourne or, or something like that. Um, how they go with qualifying because it's just going to change year on year this this qualifying system, and they're they're really pushing people to to do the championship races, which I totally agree is, yeah, is great. Yeah, we want those races to be great. But she's not going to have that those any Kona points under her belt, which is which is heavily weighted. So how she goes about qualifying is going to be yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, and this year, you know, we saw a few, few girls and guys miss out who maybe didn't quite get their their, their run of races quite yeah, right. I think there'll be a scenario where the top guys don't go to Kona. You know, like when you can make more money doing other things. Mm. You know, what I mean, like when challenge, you know, like yeah, challenge now going into the states. Mm. You know, I know every time I meet Felix, I go, "When's when you going to have your championship race? You know, mm. when you're going to put the big money on the line?" And uh, you know, do you think there'll eventually be a point where you'll get someone? You, you know, your Kona will still be the race. But you might get someone who probably could be favourite 
or at least, you know, it might be one of those kind of five names you talk about. And again, you know what? Well, it certainly used to happen when one year when they had Nice, which was the unofficial second sort of Kona, and that had more money, and the and the pro the pros at that stage were. Who was that? Who who? It was around, It was late eighties. Late eighties. It was either eighty eight or eighty nine or something. Maybe it was eighty seven. Well, you, if you do that, you'll probably come up with all the recent ones because they still have a race in Nice. So yeah, I, I, I certainly it would it would take someone like Challenge to have maybe a couple of races with. Massive prize money, but we've always got to remember that if you win Kona, it's like the Olympic gold medal ticket in terms of getting sponsorship endorsements. Yeah, you, you're a set for quite a long time. So it, it really, the prize money is one thing in Kona, but the the value in terms of your marketability just must go shoot through the roof. But if you're somebody who's finishing fifth through tenth from Kona, if I was in that position and no, you'd still if, go to Kona, wouldn't you? Fifth to tenth, you'd still do it. Well, no, if so. so if, if there was another race on the same weekend where, you know, you, you were guaranteed a really big prize 100K. check, 100K, versus going to Kona and maybe getting five for fifth through tenth, I'd probably go down the other path. Especially if it was a series, you know, so maybe you were on the, the challenge circuit. What do you get out of getting fifth through tenth in Kona? You get a little bit of prize money. Um, you probably market yourself. Depends on how you race, doesn't it? If you're a great biker, you can get a good bike sponsorship and get into mags that way. But okay, so I'd love to actually sit down with a pro. Maybe we should try to set up an anonymous pro <laughs> interview. Let's do that. Okay, so I've come up with two great ideas this year. This show first is if I do say so myself. Yeah. First is the mid-season interview that we don't release to after Kona. Yeah. And we'll, so well, let's try to see if we can sort that out for next year. Mm-hmm. Second is anonymous. Is that am I saying that right? Anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. Um, Interview with a pro where they tell us everything. Like, how much money do you really earn a year? You know, and, and you get one of those voice guards. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that. Yeah, no, you can do that on here. I can do that. I can do that. Just make them real deep. Yeah, yeah I earn, and it's a girl. I earn fifty dollars a week. Um, but to actually, because you know, like people don't like to talk money, but we want to know, don't we? Someone like Mac would probably do that, but he, but he's again, he's at the top end. You know, he's got. World well, titles, so he's well, going to be earning Maybe what we could do is have a show. We'll do this next year. We'll have a show where we have a top guy, mm. mid-range, and a struggler. Okay. And we'll kind of talk to – and we'll ask them maybe – we'll come up we'll – you guys ask the questions, mm. and we'll say, okay. We should ask Joycey that stuff because she's someone who yeah, is – That's not anonymous. I know, I know, but she's a high-achieving female pro. Yep. And, you know, in the top couple in the world, potentially a winner at some stage, hopefully this year. So what do you reckon she'll take home a year? Well, I've got no idea. Oh, I know, but we're, we're, we're John – this show's not about facts. <laughs> <laughs> we have ever been about facts. <laughs> well, Torsten did this last year, didn't he, in terms of prize money, and it was bugger all. Yeah. But, well, no, I don't know what they make for a living. Yeah. You know, because sponsorship deals and that's got to be worth something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what do you reckon? Um, 100K? 200K? Oh, I would have thought 100. 150? Joycey, pop us a note. Tell us yeah, if we're just, even in the right ballpark. <laughs> Next week, well, she wins this weekend. Yeah, she'll go out oh, a little bit more than that, now, boys. I'm just trying to find the prize money for um for Kona. I think it's six hundred fifty thousand dollar purse total prize purse. Okay, you keep talking. So, yeah. so what we'll look at doing is next year we'll get, we'll try to get three athletes on, a very top tier, a mid range, and then a low low you know kind of struggling newer guy, and we'll get them to we'll ask them some really in depth questions, questions that they don't like to answer, but we'll keep it anonymous. How do I say that? Oh, is that wrong? Anonymous, anonymous, anonymous. So um, we'll keep that anonymous, and uh, 
And what we'll do is so that, you know, so we can get some insight that, you know, because I think deep down we all want to know this stuff, but it's that stuff, you know, oh, you don't talk about money, do you? Look, young boy, you don't talk about money. So, yeah. you know, and, and just some insight, you know, do you use drugs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Bevan, here we go. So kind of prize money, uh, $650,000, 120000 for first, 60, 40, 22 and a half, 19, 16, 14, 12, 11, 10. So if you're finishing, yeah, seventh place, fourteen grand. It's a good payday, really, is it? No, not really. If compared yeah. to other sports. So there's a, there's a question. If you were going, say, so if you were sixth through tenth, you know, you're going to get between ten and sixteen thousand dollars. If there was another race on somewhere else that was offering um, hundred thousand for first and fifty thousand for tenth, for example, yep. Uh, say drops whatever per, per placing. What would you do? Hmm. Well, 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 yeah, okay, I'm kind of, yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm. It is interesting. What would you do, John? I'd probably go for the money. Take the money. Especially if I was one of those guys, if I, if I was one of those guys that, if I thought I had a crack at winning Kona, I'd keep going back. But if I was one of the guys going, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a top, if I get a top five, that is an incredible best case scenario. Top five through 10th, I like my chances, but you're never going to get on the podium. And there's quite a few of those guys out there. We'd see them come up most years. Mm. I'd chase the money. Yeah, but I wonder if then you go to that next race and you watch Kona and you go, oh, I wish I had Kona. It's still the experience. Mm. I know as a pro, you've got to make money. Mm. One thing they do in rugby league each year, which is really interesting, is they have the annual rugby league players poll, mm-hmm. and it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. And uh, and basically they, they ask them lots of questions. They ask them like who uses drugs and stuff, or how many people do you think use drugs? And it's a really good insight into rugby league from the player's perspective into what – what the insight that we want to know, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, so yeah, okay, well, next year that's one of our, or in the next six months we'll do that. Cool. By the way, you have to coordinate it. Yep. It's your okay. Job. Yep. Players poll. It's in locked in, Eddie. Locked it in. Yep. Discussion of the week. Last week you're just going to have to go back and check out what everybody said in terms of their top threes. Who's going to be picking, and we'll have a look at that next week when we're back in the studios. Well, we'll give awards, right. eh? We'll give awards. Mm-hmm. Just names. You don't get. You know. <laughs> Gold star because we're hopeless at posting crap out. And then next week, what we uh, I thought we might, might be a good idea is this is we're, we're doing this before Kona for this year. Who's going to win next year? Okay, mm. okay, good. Or just be whoever won it. Sorry, I reckon it's be whoever won it this mm. year. John, yeah. sponsor Athlinks, Athlinks dot com. Now, if you want to get onto our uh, our race team, it's called the I Am Talk race team. Yes. You can go onto Athlinks and you click on, it's basically a club we've set up. And so you just need to go onto clubs, type in I Am Talk race team, pull up the club, and then you just uh, add yourself to that club and then it will basically populate all your results across to our race team. And you can be a member of more than one club. So I've set up a club for our Canterbury Triathlon Club and we can pull out all the results there of anybody who signed up. You can do it for you. You know, you can be join to, to multiple clubs and it's just an easy way to pull out results you've got to get everybody to buy into it but just get the results from Iron Man of all your local club members yeah for sure so just an easy nice way to do it it's good, the good website is, a smack talk the website is coming I don't have an exact date or anything like that of when it is coming but the new Athlinks website is going to be coming they're going to be dropping out a lot of the functionality that, that people just don't don't use it's going to be adding in some some new stuff and they're pretty pumped about how it's going so keep checking out uh, athlinks.com if you, as I said, if you want to get onto our race team, it's basically click on clubs, search for I Am Talk race team. I Am Talk is one word. Click on go. It'll search through clubs. Add yourself to that. And then we will, from time to time, we will read out 
people who have done, done different races around the place. Yeah, guys, get on. It's a really, really great resource if you are an athlete out there racing all the time. Athlinks.com. Okay, Jombo, uh, are we going to do some finishes? Uh, or uh, Is there anything else we need to talk about in Kona? Just good luck to everyone racing, you know, like it's, it's like we know a lot of you guys will be over there this week actually getting ready for your race and we know, you know, the Kona week is just an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Make sure you immerse yourself in it. I know this is a big day in your life and for a lot of you guys, you know, most people only do it once in their life and so, you know, make sure you have a great race but also make sure you absorb the experience as much as possible, you know, it's, it's, it's such a cool life experience and just to be so stupidly focused and sit in your room and, yeah, just you know. chill out of it. Yeah, chill out, get out and, you know, obviously prepare for your race as best as possible, but at the same time, you know, get out there, get out to the boat and have a look at the expo and do the undie run and, you know, immerse yourself in it as much as you can because it's it's definitely one of those experiences you'll take with you for the rest of your life. First Athlinks finisher at Ironman UK was Nathan Bradford. Nice. You know that? Love your week, Nathan. I might just see who the, who the first uh, female was if I can. Jumbo. Yep. What do you think are going to be age group times in Kona? Oh, who knows? That's the thing. When I go next year, I've got no time aspirations whatsoever. Well, you want to win it. Well, I don't necessarily want it. I just want to go there and have the best race I can. Just, there you go. I'm putting out the cliches a year, year in advance. But no. <laughs> so wait a second, you put the smack talk down, hey, I had my best race. That's all I could do. Well, that's the thing. I would have, if I have an amazing race and I get absolutely spanked, I don't think I'm going to win the age group race. No, I don't, I've got, I don't think I've got too much of a shit show of that. Well, how fast, well, okay, let's say best case scenario, how fast you reckon you can go? Well, I think, I, can you um, get sub nine? Well, it just doesn't mean anything. Like if, if, if On I, a good if, day. If I looked at last year's results, um, I would say probably not un, under nine because I look at the girls and they went about 9.15. So I, I think best case, let's, okay, John, let's say. More case, important question, will you get checked? If I have a good race, I won't. Okay. <laughs> but what, it'll be probably be reasonably close, like within five minutes. If you're coming out the finishing shoot, mm. and the chicks just behind you. Well, but see the girl, the pros, pro girls. Oh, different start. Yeah, if they start what, would you, you. what would you do if you were in the situation? First pro chick, you're running in. I'd let her go. Would you let her go? Yeah, I think come I on too. Yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, you look like a schmuck. You look like that guy in Berlin. Yes. You know? Yeah. So smack talkers. Yeah, if I have a good day, I think I can beat the first chick. That won't mean that I'm first age group or anything like that. And I don't know where I'll finish my age group, but if I race like that, I'd be in the top five Okay. of my age group. Not Which age group, group do you think will take it? Oh, it's usually, well, you usually, you usually either get some young buck in the 25 to 29 or you get some guy who's, who's a pro, not racing pro, who's sort of 30 to 34. Okay. Mm. Um, any other strange questions I'm going to check at you? No. Um, okay. Good times. Okay. Ironman finishes. John, we go to, you go to our website, www.iamtalk.me, and you go to our community page. Oh, no wonder I didn't hear myself. I wasn't speaking in the mic properly. I was speaking over here, and uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, the last <laughs> two hours I've been doing my head in. I just forget out why. Huh. Good. Well, I'm just, I'm happy with that. Anyway, go to iamtalkcommunities.com, oh, and our iamtalk page. Now, in the drop-down menu across the top, you go to communities, drops yep. down, it says, tell us about your Ironman finish. Go onto that page here, put your info in, and Bob's your Uncle John. We've got a few more of these finishes to go. Go. Oh, I'm going, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin uh, Vincer, he did Ironman Louisville in 9.42.06. Oh. Love your work for a PB there. Big bang. Elite animal. Good old Robert uh, Bertrand. 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 He hasn't got his nickname yet. Open, give me one, please. 
Okay. Well, we'll do ne- nickname next. We've got to do a few, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll do that next time because we've been catching up on the finishes. Ironman Canada, Iron226, he did 10.21.42. And yes, PB. Pilani Predator. We've got Keen Mihata. And he did Ironman Canada, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And he did 11.42. And no, it wasn't a PB, but hey, still another Ironman. 11.42 gives you a Kuakini Crusher red cap. John Contrias, he did uh, Ironman Vici or Challenge Vici in 11.54 minutes, sub 12. John PB. 11.54, that makes you a Kuakini Crusher. Pull the chainsaw link. And he actually wrote me an email back saying, oh, look, by the way, the, the, the beers, they were true. He got that wrong. <laughs> talked about that last week, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, Ironman Canada, he did 11, I oh, know he did 10.11.47, not a PB. On a PB, oh, yeah, he, he's raced a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, David Meredith, he did Challenge Henley and he did 1333. And yes, PB, Kyler Cruiser, white oh. cap, Paul Link, the chainsaw, he's back again, does race a lot. He did I'm in Wisconsin, he did a 1044 17, fell apart two weeks post. <laughs> I'm in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need another name. He knows what this is. Third, I'm in, he, he was on last week too, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. Because an animal. Yeah. Um, we've got Brian Jennison, and he did I'm in Wisconsin, and he did 15.44.57, and PB Jombo, love your work. Kyle Cruiser, white cap. And then we've got another, jeez, oh no, it's the same one. Okay, and then we've got Richard Waddington, and he did, he's a scary beer. He is a scary beer. <sighs> I'm in Canada, he did 10.20, exactly on the second, and he got a PB there as well, Jombo. Palani Predator, bronze cap. Bronze cap. How's those caps going, John? Mm, pretty good. It's yep. about the same as last time. Coming next week. Um, <laughs> anything else, Jombo? I think that's it. Sponsors. Athlinks.com. Um, Athlinks.com. Put your results on there. Coffees of Hawaii. Just get the good stuff. And extreme endurance. Lactic buffer. Okay, Jombo. So will you watch the race? I'm going to struggle a bit because we're going to be in Kiteri. I'm in Kiteri right now. Are you? And oh, you're, you're like blooming Quantum Leap. Uh, Kiteri is... Did you watch Quantum Leap? Yeah, 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 it was good. Yeah. Um, the challenge in Kiteria is I sort of work off the the Wi-Fi, the, the hotspot a little bit. It's sort of down by the campground. So if I, if I position us probably oh. on the beach and if I buy a day's worth of data from there, then... What do they cost you for a day? It'll cost a little bit. They, they John, you. you got an iPhone? Yeah. How much data did you get? Um, long story. Not hardly any. And I'm with, I'm with two degrees and up there two degrees doesn't uh, work. Because you're going to hotspot your phone. Sorry? We can use your phone as your internet. You know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For your computer. Yeah, but Kiteri's, I don't know whether the towers aren't right there, but it's just all a bit funny. Oh, that sucks. No phones work very well in Kiteri. Mm. Anyway, so I'm going to try to, 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 to get onto the hotspot if I position myself on the beach and I'll just have it on my iPhone and just be watching it there. And um, yeah, but sad really. I'd be quite, I quite like sitting down and yeah, watching. Yeah, I like today. I do. And what I was, what, what I'm really envious of is what would have been really cool now we've got these Wahoo kickers is to set up a room, a sort of a studio room, and we can basically riding the Ironman course while the race is on. That I would have really enjoyed doing that. That would have been awesome. Mm. Mm, cause you could race them. Yeah, yeah. It would have been very cool. I would have been tempted to stay on there for five hours and do a five-hour training session. Well, Because it would be pretty early in the morning as well. Cause you're at you could have given yourself us. a handicap. Mm. How fast could you go? So like, okay, so we're looking at last year's times, you're looking around, what, 4.33 mm-hmm. for the fastest rides. So you go, okay, well, how long do you think you could do 180 on the iron course? If it was like that last oh, on, year. On the wind trainer. Oh, I've got no, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But if I was over there last year, I'd be at least half an hour slower than the top guys. Okay, so then if you go, um, if you do that 
and then you give yourself a 30 minute advantage just Pete Jacobs is coming on me he's yeah, coming on exactly. me exactly and so once they get out of the water you start your ride yeah yeah and then you've got 33 and you can you beat them to the run mm. that'd be an awesome fun thing to do mm. oh, pressure's on 2015 or if we're not back in Cairo in 2015 we'll do it or we could do it at some other race we, if, if, I should do that for um, we'll, do, we'll do a studio session some stage any Christchurch listeners oh, can, I, take, oh, can I use your Wahoo because I'll take everyone through a workout I'm a fitness professional, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe from Melbourne or something like that. I'm probably a bit tired after um, Taupo, but yeah, we can maybe try to find a race so we can get together and ride the course. Melbourne would work time-wise, wouldn't it? Mm. Because you could kind of make that work. Now, John, guys, if you are watching the Ironman race on race day, I'll be on Facebook. I'll be on our Facebook page, Mm -hmm. and I'll be doing updates on there, and we can just get in the community and kind of talk to each other, and last year we did a little bit of that, and so... I'm not sure if I'm going to watch the whole race all day. Um, I'll probably watch the swim. Oh, last time I, I get caught up, John. Mm-hmm. I get addicted to it. The run, you kind of got to watch the big chunks oh. of the run. And the, 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 yeah. Even the ride. I get... This thing, you don't want to miss. It's a long race and you don't want to miss anything. No. You can't rewind. So buy your chippies. Buy your, buy your fizzy. Mm. Buy some. We'll go get some lettuce and uh, some broccoli out of your. Yeah, that's right. Slice up a banana. That's your meal. Slice up a banana. Get your bowl of blueberries. And <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sweet. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> we should do a book like that. Oh. <laughs> just, just really nice pictures of what we're going to fundraising for next year. <laughs> <laughs> One vegetable per meal. That's right. Carrot. <laughs> Sliced carrot, yeah. no shaved carrot. Um, okay, so yeah, so 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 yeah. Make sure you go into if you're watching the race. Just if you're watching the race anywhere, just kind of go onto the IM Talk Facebook page and just kind of see, just talk to each other, mm. you know, and see what's happening, and uh, make your predictions. Yeah, and I'll be on there when I can be. Um, Jumbo. Yep. What's your goss? What's my goss? I'm just looking forward to the race, and I've got a guy. Oh really? She needs yeah. a car. What time does she need a car? Ten minutes. Yeah, Tom. Takes a few minutes to drive. How long does it take you home? Five plus. Five plus. <laughs> until your selfish <laughs> when, act. When did you turn into the Joker? Five plus. <laughs> <laughs> until your selfish act of moving when it used to, what, I used to time myself to get to your place and I think it was. And you biked, didn't you? 40, 43 seconds or something if that. Was it on the bike? Yeah, yeah. What, how long does it take you to bike here now? I, I can't remember the last time I biked. It, would t- it takes about 15 minutes. 15. I reckon you should have a race. What are you talking about? TT to my house. Mm. From your house. Okay. You'd, you'd beat me. I'll do that. You'd yeah. kill Just me. Just put it on my to-do list. Yeah. Well, good luck everyone this weekend. If you are racing in Kona this weekend, really good luck to you guys. And uh, and I suppose we need to start talking about our fundraising for next year. If you want to kind of get the boys to Kona next year. Contrast this year's coverage of Kona that we did versus what we've done in the past. See if you think it's worth a couple of dollars to, to help exactly. us get to Kona. That's how you sell it, John. We'll be doing this some... crap work we've done this year yeah. is going to be... 10 times better next year's going to be really interesting as well because we've got you've got a bit of skin in the game John yes called John Newsom he's going to try to do game. a little interview with me during the race I might give you a couple of words uh, well, are you going to stop you're probably just going to ignore me when the pros are with the, pros will be going out there and finishing and I'll just be trudging along and you go he's just out there well my job is to get content for the audience yeah. John not to look after you mm. I'm not your mother you know? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be out there getting the great interviews. Look, you can't complain. <laughs> you're going to Kona. You're going to basically have a, an easy week. You might help me with a couple of interviews if you're lucky. And then I'm, I'm, I'm kind of lining up Dave Dwan because he's going to be there. Is he? Yeah, he's going to be there. So he might be my helper. I know a few people have emailed me through saying, "Can I be the helper?" Dave Dwan. Belinda's taking my media pass. No, she's not. Yes. No, she's not. <laughs> we need a helper. Yeah, we don't use our media pass much on the day. She needs, well, we'll need break it up. 
the whole bit, the stage bit. Oh, okay. We need to have, we, we have to get three media passes. Well, no, we need I four. I need my cuddle when I get across the finish line and I don't, and I don't want it from you. No, mate, I'm there for you. <laughs> I'll have a hug. You can collect pizza for me and ice cream. So, so what we need is, oh, no, no. So We need lots of donations is what we need. Yeah, we do need donations because it's not a cheap trip. And John and I don't make money off this trip. No, at no. all. So um, if, you could, if you want to get us to Kona, Go to, uh, I'm talking, on the front page, there's a little button that says donate to the show. Go there and click on that and just you know, give us a couple of thousand each. You'll get the John and Bevan guarantee that our coverage next year will be infinitely better than this year. And, and to be honest, we always get feedback saying we do the best coverage. Yeah, that's right. Don't need to whisper that. We get the best coverage. So we're going to get even better next year because I'm doing all the work. <laughs> Righty-ho, Bevan. Have fun and Kona, everybody. It's yeah. going to be awesome. I'm Go. Russ. I'm in it. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.